You know, uh, a lot of people come to Vegas to lose. I did. It's already over. You know, it's over, Joe. It's over. What's that from? The 80s? It's probably in the 70s. The Rocky franchise has always had an interesting relationship with the American psyche. Tonight, we are talking about the 2006 film Rocky Balboa, which is technically Rocky VI. The original Rocky, which was released in 1976, was written by Sylvester Stallone after watching the fight between Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner in 1975. Wepner ultimately lost, but fell just 19 seconds short of going 15 rounds with the world heavyweight champion. Rocky Balboa, played obviously by Stallone, is a down-and-out amateur boxer in Philadelphia who is given the opportunity to go up against the world heavyweight champion, Apollo Creed. Here it's chaos. Rocky, you went the distance. You went the 15 rounds. How do you feel? All right, I'm right. What are you thinking about when that buzzer's on for that line? What do you think about when the 15th round when you're coming out? He doesn't win, but goes the distance and manages to hold his own in the ring, becoming a folk hero in the process. Political critics have sometimes accused Rocky of being an artifact of white ethnic backlash. Boxing has always been an inherently political sport, and Muhammad Ali specifically a politically divisive figure. Ali supported himself by giving speeches at college anti-war rallies. Muhammad Ali! It has been said that I have two alternatives, either go to jail or go to the army. But I would like to say that there is another alternative. And that alternative, that alternative is justice. I know Nixon's done a lot of good, helping poor people, getting people jobs. I understand he's got a lot of black people in the administration. Many boxing fans channeled their own racial and ethnic pride and grievances into that sport specifically in the 1960s and 1970s. But it's also a distinctly American film series with a multiracial and ethnic cast taking center stage in every film exploring the commonalities of American culture. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I dig your locker, man. <laughs> Rocky Balboa is named after Rocky Marciano, the Italian-American heavyweight boxer who retired in 1956 with a record of 49 and 0. In 1979, Rocky II saw Rocky goaded into a rematch with Apollo Creed, where he became the world heavyweight champion. Because there's still a lot of people out there that think he won. There's a lot of people out there accusing me of having the fight fixed, accusing me of being a fake and insulting my kids at school. That's why. Apollo Creed is plagued by accusations that he fixed the fight and becomes obsessed with proving the Rocky fight was a fluke. Rocky IV is a hallmark of Reagan-era American Cold War propaganda, where Rocky and Apollo Creed who gets beaten to death in the ring, challenged Ivan Drago, the Soviet boxer. What started out as a joke has turned out to be a disaster. Creed appears to be in very serious condition. If he dies, he dies. Rocky V, the movie before Rocky Balboa, sees Rocky going broke and being shown to have mild brain damage. No, it's you, it's not him. You can't live backwards. Come on, you can't turn back the clocks. We live now, we live here. Hey, Adrian, I know where we live. What do you think I'm stupid? I'm not as dumb as you think I am. You know, I got look, I got, you know, I can smell it. I see where we are. 
The film was understandably unpopular with audiences in 1990 and would have been a horrible note for the Rocky Balboa character to go out on. So, in the mid-2000s, Sylvester Stallone got an idea to continue the franchise with one more movie. In 1969, shortly before his death in a plane crash, Rocky Marciano and Muhammad Ali filmed a computerized fight called The Super Fight. They were filmed sparring and then edited to match the results of computer probabilities. Likewise, Rocky Balboa will be brought back one more time to bolster his name for 2006's Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa sees Rocky, now a widower after his wife Adrian died of woman cancer, stuck in Philadelphia, running a restaurant and unable to move on. I don't know, there's still some stuff in the basement. What basement? In here. Tell me about the stuff. What about it? Tell me about the stuff inside. Is it angry? Angry? Are you mad because Adrian left you? She didn't leave, Paul. She died. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. He's constantly revisiting the locations where the original story took place. The ice skating rink, which has been torn down. Adrian's old pet store. The stairs, where he ran to train. His son, Robert, is trying to make it as a lawyer of the city and is unable to escape the shadow of his famous father. Can the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world? And you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. Rocky isn't over his wife's death, is angry about how life turned out, and is unable to move forward. You know, some, sometimes it's hard to breathe. You know, I feel like this beast inside me. It's okay, Rocco. Please, it's okay. Is it? Okay. At the same time, the much-hated Mason the Lion Dixon, the new world heavyweight champion, is finding it impossible to fight challengers. Nobody wants to box anymore. Nobody good anyway. And on-screen TV commentary throughout the movie makes it clear boxing fans are feeling nostalgic. There's no question that Rocky Balboa fought the much tougher fights during a much tougher era in boxing. When you look at Mason Dixon in his career, he's basically been spoon-fed his opponents. No question in my mind, not only does Rocky win, but he wins knockout. After seeing a hypothetical computer fight that pits Rocky in his prime against Mason Dixon, Rocky decides that maybe getting back into local fights is a thing he needs to get through mourning. However, Mason Dixon's team gets the idea to do a big exhibition fight between him and Rocky Balboa. This sets up a huge final fight where Sylvester Stallone, as writer, director, and actor, can redeem Rocky's name after the Rocky V catastrophe. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Touch him up. Let's go. Touch him up. You're my crazy old man. You're good, sir. Sports careers always have a shelf life, and none are as short or as tragic as boxing. The physical toll that boxing takes on the human body is enormous, and sportscasters love to compare older boxers with the current champion. Stallone uses that as a jumping off point for his final entry into the Rocky franchise. But this film has emotional depth that might, okay, does, sometimes feel kind of cheesy. But Rocky Balboa finds a way to be a commentary on aging, mourning, loss, and family. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Anyway, before I introduce the panel, let me say, please like this video and subscribe to the Movie Night Extravaganza YouTube channel. 
Also, we are now monetized. So if you have any pressing questions during this live show, send us a super chat. We are absolutely obligated by international law, human rights law, to answer it. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash movie night extra. All of our after parties are available on there forever. Okay, let me introduce the panel. Conan Neutron, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, host of Britonic Reversal, and frontman for Conan Neutron and the Secret Friends. Right now, Conan is working on Catterwall 2023. Catterwall Music Festival is going to be in Minneapolis from May 26th to 29th. Tickets are on sale now at catterwall.org. Christina Oaks, when she's not dog-sitting, you can find her streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cosmopolitics. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at, at Cosmopolitics. Throw her some subs on Twitch. Jandrew World, illustrator, book cover artist, comic designer, and artist for Give Them an Argument, co-host of Movie Night Extravaganza, and Bad Takes. Ron Purdy, host of The Ron Purdy Show, host, producer, and writer at Uncle Ron's Corner, repeat guest and show uncle, and on social media at I'm Uncle Ron. I, of course, am your long-suffering heavyweight champion, Forrest Miller, a.k.a. Flocky Balboa. And I just can't stop going the distance. Without further ado, let's all touch gloves. There he is, folks. (laughs) There he is. I'm getting back in the fighting shape. (laughs) He's going the distance. He's going for speed. If we're going to invoke cake, I'm going to get right out of here. (laughs) Yeah, my diabetes couldn't handle that. (laughs) Welcome back, Master of Disaster. It's good to have you back. Hey, no problem. I, uh, yeah, you know, Muhammad Ali is the greatest boxer ever since Cassius Clay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like, I feel like the, the, uh, the fact that like conservative white people refuse to call him, uh, Muhammad Ali. And yeah. like just kept calling him Cassius Clay is the original dead naming scandal. Like, I was just about to now. say that. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. You're not wrong. I'm the like, excuse me, excuse me. He has a Muslim name. Please use that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, what, I... <laughs> what was Malcolm X? I don't know. We'll get our George? talk about on it. Yeah. I don't know. I will do it. Uh, I enjoyed enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Uh, This is, for me, not just something that's a great capstone to a overall great trilogy. Look, even Rocky's win and loss ratio isn't perfect, people. Uh, That was a major step up then. Uh, I think that this movie specifically is actually wildly underrated. One of the reasons why is because when it came out, when it came out, most people kind of written off the franchise entirely, largely due to how horrible, and I do mean horrible, five was just it, we, it's we, legacy tarnishing. <laughs> there was a fifth Rocky film. I did not know. I that. I have a I have a, a sentimental reason for enjoying the film. I'm not right. saying it's good by any stretch of the imagination because uh, hearing Elton John in the end credits is probably what all those bikers felt like when Elton John showed up at the Harley anniversary. <laughs> So that was, you know, but uh, my mom loved it and uh, we used to watch it together. And, uh, you know, she wasn't she she was a smart lady, but she wasn't a film nerd. And so, you know, she because she liked Fifty Shades of Grey. So, I mean, that's but it is what it is. I think of those two as inexorably linked, actually. 
They might be, yeah, because you know I, I'm pretty sure Tommy went and yeah, never mind. Um, Where's but, that uh, crossover exactly? No word. It's I, coming. I, Don't I, worry. I just imagine uh, Sylvester Stallone getting the idea after like seeing somebody playing like Street Fighter on an arcade. And he's like, we should totally do that. <laughs> well, so so to complete the thought of what I was what I was what I was going for is that like this was not like a nostalgia trip when it came out. This was like a redemption arc yeah. of of let's find out why people identified with this character and this became such a grassroots success in the first place. Talking to Andy, it's amazing to me that the song, the song, Oscar nominated, lost, lost to uh, Star is Born. Uh, that year like uh, the song that like all you have to do is say like two notes of it every everyone's oh yeah i know that song everyone knows that song oh, yeah. uh that legacy was gone at this point gone completely to the point that people would be like oh yeah that uh and this brought it back and one of the things that was really poignant for me uh for this movie is the, that monologue that kind, that kind of centers everything where, where Rocky's talking to his son and talking about how basically life is the, your biggest opponent. And, and you have to, you know, how much you keep going forward that, that whole, that whole thing. And that alone now granted was that like catnip for like dads? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was, you know what I mean? Of course. You know, like dudes are like, I sitting there watching sports center. I could take him. I could do that. I could do that. I just don't want to. Oh, yeah, yeah, can you? Uh, but if you apply it not just to boxing, but to artistic efforts like uh, music, podcasting, uh, uh, sure, that can be a creative effort. Like any kind of art of any kind, like it, it really is motivational in a way uh, that hits different than it does when you're young. And that's one of the reasons why I think this movie connected uh, the way that it did, even though it is criminally underrated. And that's one of the reasons I'm very excited to talk about because there's not a lot of that. And if there is, then you just get the like, you know, the, the joke worked once, which is I think it was for nobody. Is that that uh, you know my dad whispered to me, "This is my Black Panther." <laughs> <laughs> Bob Odenkirk beats the hell out of everyone. Anybody? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, that kills on literally any other podcast. But anyway, uh, I, yeah, I like I, nobody. <laughs> nobody was great. It was a great movie, but. I think that it's it's easy to like dismiss it as like boomer nostalgia because unfortunately we're just like we will be surrounded by boomer nostalgia until the day like the last of them die. Apparently, uh, I don't think that's what this movie is. I think this movie fulfills the sort of stated purpose of it being an actually true underdog story, uh, but just it the the stakes change and are different because it's about grieving and loss as well. So thank you. Well, and and I think that's all the time we got, folks. So it's more than just a boxing movie. I I think the fact that it is yeah, exactly. It's more than a boxing. The first movie, uh, so heavily is what gets invoked with the because we're so we're so delusional at this point with boomer nostalgia, and so like any any movie that's kind of winking back at you in some way that's like, oh, remember this movie you liked automatically gets uh, kind of written off as that. Although I don't think that that was the case in like two thousand six, right? Like we are not. at so deep and we're, the, we're dealing with like, a millennial like an early millennium like nostalgia right now it's yeah yeah like well the cycles are just cycle. quicker now right yeah yeah way quicker but like this is a rocky who like he has calcium deposits you know like his knees <laughs> what they used to be like he literally is not able to do to be the rocky that people remember him as so what he chooses to do and i, I find this very interesting is he you know chooses to do it the way that he can like just be this like you know just a movable like 
like piece of stone, basically, much like the namesake, and build the uh, the the hurting bombs. And, and I, but and that's how it works because it's sort of like, yeah, that's the only way it would work. You would get like literally slaughtered if you were like we're just trying to like move around like you did like you know as a younger man and even even as younger days if you're not like I know a lot of people that are boxing enthusiasts dislike the series because like oh he's not guarding. He's not guarding, you know, like whatever. Well, well that's that's the thing. He's it's, it's guy. He takes the hits. He just takes the hits. And then like when they, ex when they exhaust themselves, like just beating the hell out of them, <laughs> then he comes back and just destroys them. And that's and he, he, They even yell at him all the time. They're like, they're like, block. Like, yeah, block. He's <laughs> like Rocky too with a fucked up eye the whole time they're yelling at him. They're like, yeah. they're like protect your eye. Your eye's fucked up. And he's like, yeah. it's, 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 it's like, like the video games of them yelling block. Yeah, he never does. It's like the like the video game analogy, right? It's like you're playing Street Fighter and the block button is broken. Oh wow! Oh my god! They just announced a new Rocky spinoff called Block. <laughs> Blocky. Hey. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's coming Rocky. out for Minecraft. It's it's, uh, it's Rocky nice. Balboa's like arch nemesis, like his new arch nemesis. And he's just yeah. a guy that like only blocks. Like, he, he has he has like a goatee because that's what you got to have, and he blocks only. <laughs> he, he never attacks. Yeah. I can block any punch. It's great. And he speaks very eloquently, like yeah. almost Shakespearean. I do declare. Hey, he speaks the Queen's English, sure. Yes. Yeah, why not? Yes. Yeah, Locky Ralboa. Do you mind if I go out speaking the kings? <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a he has a dainty cigarette in his mouth with like a cigarette holder. And he's like, Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Would would you say that that he's an academic really? He's an academic. Would you say that Stallone did the same thing with Rambo though? Ugh, don't talk to me. Don't Which, talk to me about yeah, Rambo. A few years later, yeah, I think yeah. I think he only did was able to do Rambo because of the success of this because it was successful yeah. at the time. And it was quickly forgotten. One of one of Christina's uh, friends' uh, uncles directed Rambo, I guess. The, the first blood for the the which, yeah. it's an important yeah. distinction. I like I like first <laughs> yes. blood quite a bit. Uh, and that's yes. about that's about what I'll say. <laughs> but he's pretty love that first block. The second blood, not so much. Uh, but uh, once but, the blood was flowing, yeah. Once the blood was flowing, it went a little stale. Uh, sometimes I forgot that this movie even happened because I was so young when it came out. I was like thirteen, I think, twelve or thirteen when Rocky Balboa came out. And I was like, there's another Rocky film. I thought I actually thought Rocky ended after Rocky three, to be honest, because I was like, because would have been better if it did. Wanted it. That's, <laughs> how he, that's how Stallone wrote it as a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, because I grew up watching the I Love series on VH1. I love the 70s, I love the 80s. And that's why so many millennials like like millennials like myself, we have a knowledge on pop culture from like way back when, because all these like yeah. comedians and commentators would discuss these decades in the in the culture then. And so I honestly thought that like Rocky, like the third Rocky film was it, but even then I'm like, this movie sucks as, as well because it's like propaganda for like America, whatever the fuck. But then I was like, oh god, there's another one. And then you know, Rocky three, Rocky three should have uh, he's yelling Adrian, and uh, fucking Mr. T is getting like she hit. Does, and he yells she does. Out. He, no, fucking Mr. T is getting hit and he yells out Nancy, Nancy. And then Reagan has to come and give him the motivation. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, my favorite story about Rocky Three is Mr. T's mom got mad at him for yelling at Adrian uh, like you did in the movie. Yep. And he's like, "You gotta, you, you can't disrespect the mother man's woman like her. that." <laughs> so, so since I guess we're talking about the whole franchise, the, the, Rocky Four, of course, is kind of almost the perfect mid '80s propaganda movie for for Top America. Rock. I mean, essentially, and, it's, yeah, it's and, the and Wolf Warrior Two of the '80s. 
is what is the Wolf Warrior two of the eighties indeed, and it's uh, and I think that it looms so large uh, in people's minds, even though vast majority of that film flashbacks to like other movies too. It's like okay, yeah, I remember that movie. I saw it. Yeah, fillers, good. fillers, lots of fillers. We love. Oh, uh, and, uh, is that the one with the robot? That's got the robot, right? The robot yes. servant. Yes, it's, yeah, yes. where, where Polly has the whole her arc. Uh, you know the. <laughs> Well, no, that's the that's the perfect uh, you know mid eighties, and after this, let's stop talking no, about. We we programmed the robot to be racist, uh, just like you. I will <laughs> say this though: it's, it's a perfect it's a perfect mid eighties thing because everyone's so coked up by that point that yeah. they can only flash back to other movies. They're like just recycling ideas again. They're like throw throw that in the movie rock. Throw that. I in mean the movie. that 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 montage though when he's driving is quite possibly one of the best eighties montages ever. Oh yeah, I mean, there's great moments too, and of course, it's incredibly important because of the death of Apollo Creed, right? Which feels features James Brown, by the way. That's incredible. Yes. Like where it's like Ow. living in America, you know. Speaking of coked was... out, anyway. But uh... <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting because like whenever I think of Sylvester Stallone, it, some people don't think he's he's an actor to be taken seriously because you know of how he sounds and whatever the fuck. And, yeah. But like he is a screenwriter, a, a director. Yeah. Like he's very, very talented. He, I mean, my favorite role of his is obviously King Shark and the Suicide Squad because that's the perfect. That was perfectly cast without well, yes. a doubt. Hard but to like, hate on that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like perfect casting in the DCU, but like he is so underrated <clears throat> in all those other aspects. Everyone's like he's just an actor who has like a bit of a slurred speech. I'm like, there's more to him than that. All right. That. So speaking saying. of that, and to transition us back to talking about Rocky Balboa, that's why um, I brought it I up. Watched, I, I grabbed some. Uh, some clips from this uh, documentary they did this like a making of nice we'll probably get a lot, a lot of people by the way uh dissed on the cinema cinematography in this and like oh. oh looks ugly yeah because it's supposed to look like espn you dipshit like i mean <laughs> have you seen it have you turned on a television like that's what it looks like. he made it look like contemporary uh broadcasts of boxing that's what yes. makes it great not bad i like that he does like that. that they do that in this too like look it's the uh, right yeah. director rocky uh <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah manual to be printed on how to make a fight film perfect it should say Sylvester Stallone. text by Sylvester Stallone because he wrote the manual i don't care what anyone says that's a fact each of the little fight sequences have a dramatic value in the movie so he wrote down as a writer what the dramatic value was for each of those instances, who's winning at what point and you know where Rocky is and what, what's Rocky's, both his physical journey through that fight and his emotional journey through that fight. Two extra punches will destroy, to me, a tempo. It just takes a point where, ah, uh, and I made that mistake in, in other words, I let things go on too long in rounds and I see them now go, oh boy, okay. Then again, it was the 80s, so it was, it was very excessive time. It was big hair, it was, you know, bands, the music, okay, too much punching. But by today's standards, it, it was overkill. So I try to be very, very realistic in this fight. The punches are something that I wanted to get right this time. And the other Rockies are okay, but they're too thuddy, too loud. We spent a lot of time recording actual punches, real sounds. Before we would use, we would layer in shotgun blasts, broken bottles, chains rattling, a baseball bat hitting wet leather, believe it or not, and just crush it into a sound. This is being layered, layered with true sounds. So when I'm hitting the meat, I'm hitting the meat. 
the speed at which it's delivered. The champion's punches, no question about it, have a higher register. They're coming faster, they're not as penetrating, so it's more about bullwhip. Whereas Rocky's is more ponderous, it's slower, so it'd be more of a thud. Lower register. We brought in Antonio Tarver, who was played Mason Dixon in the film. Sly felt it would be um, a lot easier to find somebody who could really box, give them all the years of his uh, acting experience to teach them how to act, rather than find an actor and try and get the physicality to uh, make them box. It's not about personal hate. It's not that kind of fight. So it now takes on a whole different feel. I really didn't know how we were going to do it, but I listened to Sly. I was uh, paying close attention to what he said and everything he asked of me, I gave it my all 110%. Once I got in sync and I really understood his vision, you know, it was a natural thing. One, two, three, I just One, two, three. It's actually really interesting because wow, he yeah. knows his yeah. shit. Yeah, and it, like it, he it knows just about sound mixing and like what, like this boxer has to sound like this. This boxing sounds like this. Like, damn, it kind of reinforces everything. Three, like, like every single time uh, Mr. T lands a punch, like like you feel that, uh, like like those punches. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what they did the sound in that one. That was so different, but uh, well, you know, well, and, well, and, and throughout I think, the, I think a big part series, of what um what made that happen like uh how he knows so much about it is because not only was he working on the first one but like his whole family did and like it was like kind of a family affair like his dad did work on the set like uh i think one of his siblings did work on the set like he really had everybody yeah. like in his family like really putting work into the original rock his kids were I in the like movies he, and yeah yeah no, so i feel like he probably picked up a lot of like on set uh stuff with him i mean you know he's been i, I don't even think he was like the uh he wasn't the director of the first one, right? Like, he, he was the writer. No. Edelson, John G. Edelson directed the first yeah, one. Yeah, and I think he, yeah. he started directing the, the, the Karate one. Kid. He and also directed part yeah. five, I think, yeah. 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 Yes. Trauma's own Lloyd Kaufman shows up in uh, part one. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, okay. Really? Uh, yeah, because apparently they needed a crew to work in, in uh, Philadelphia, and they couldn't get one. Uh, so Lloyd put one together. And if the, remember the drunk that Rocky picks up and brings into the bar with him? Yeah, yeah. And the first one, that's Lloyd with a beard. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And I think he's in the crowd in part five when Rocky's fighting yes. Tommy. Yeah. Yes, he is. Good for Lloyd Kaufman. Also, it really shows, like, in my opinion, the best actor is someone who really studies what it's like being, like, yes. a crew member. Like, Joan Crawford, she learned all the ropes of, like, what this does, what that does. And I feel like a lot of actors these days I not. watch every boxing movie Joan Crawford's in. <laughs> like, like I just feel like she went the distance. She's the true champ. Yeah, a exactly. lot of actors today. Are, I'm not not to knock you know a lot of actors of today, but I just don't think they're actually really that involved. And like, go to knock them unless they're on this show. They're fair game. Mm. <laughs> Glad I'm on today. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, he there's skill and craft behind it, and I think Rocky being such a populist. Um, movie too like especially the original one and everything about it that it was something that even though like snobs sort of like 
or oh this is just some lame stuff but then it got like you know best picture nomination best director best film editor best actor sporting actor so on and so on and so on and that was 76 that was a that was a very 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 strong year uh for uh for film and mm. and i think that's something where again this was like a very working class movie and it's it may seem like you know some overstyled caricature to someone who's like a zoomer or something but like you know there there was not a film like that uh in in recent memory at the time for the original one and then so th there was actual not in the way that like everything is set up to do a sequel now like everything right it, it was more like no that people actually did want more to see more of what happened with this character especially because and again we're violating my own rule we're talking about the first movie now he doesn't win in the first one and it doesn't matter that he doesn't win in the first one like it doesn't matter because he achieved what he wanted to achieve, and that's why this is like a like a much better spiritual successor in that way because he achieved what he wanted to achieve. And this one he's got you know was it so there's something in the basement right? That it's also, I mean, it's interesting to me that also uh, you know the more politicized people have kind of accused Rocky of being like a white grievance kind of thing, but also what do you know from that time period that had that big of a black cast and a white cast at the same Hell time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The multiracial. Uh, cast happening and i i can see the argument like the the plot is kind of uh uh grievance politics i guess in a maybe, way. maybe predator like, but but, I'm, yeah. but i'm saying like but at the same time like what what movie franchise do you really know that i mean it's not like you know you look at apollo Creed, you're like oh that's like a thug or something you know what i mean like like he, he just see like yeah. he's an interesting <laughs> character he's dynamic he has emotional depth to him even in There's the second no one when stereotypes kind of, like right. even when he's kind of There's being that. about stuff in the second one, like it's because he literally got a letter that's like, "Yo, you should kill yourself in front of your family." Yeah, like it's exactly it's still relatable, right? Like it's it's you're like, well, okay, so he's he's kind of a a, a, a boisterous, um, over the top kind of guy, but that's his thing. But he's not like a one dimensional villain. Now, Ivan Drago, you might argue, it's is a one dimensional villain. Yeah, but, he's and <laughs> but I, would, I wouldn't even call Apollo a villain. No, well, I mean, he ends up being Rocky's best friend, right? I mean, and that's yeah, like what's that's that. one of the reasons and a lot of boxers in uh, back then were a lot were very friendly with each other. It was just healthy competition, right? Well, I, and, and it's and it's something where you see with a spider in this one, right? Like, it's just like you know, this guy that like he fought and he's just like having him run around the kitchen, <laughs> you know, do stuff. Hope he doesn't try to cook. What? I can't remember well, the which, thing that uh, so bringing this bring this to. Rocky Balboa, like bringing it to, you know, background to this, um, Muhammad Ali and, uh, you know, and Rocky Marciano had this mm -hmm. uh, computer fight, you know, a right. year before. It actually happened. For when people, when, when people were like, yeah. oh, this this concept is so dumb, nobody would, it was like, no, they actually did do that. That was a thing. No, that no, they, they had AI did. fights. <laughs> was AI yes. fight. now, granted, it looked preposterous because it had like the technology of the day, but like, you know. There were no chat GPT. They changed the winner. Uh, ba like based on what country you were in, though. So um, <laughs> America so, was like, so, nope, no Muhammad so, Ali. Well, no, America, America let Muhammad Ali win, but then when when it went out to Europe, they had Rocky yeah. Marciano win that one. <laughs> Goddamn Italians! Anyway, <laughs> but, like, we don't want to piss off Europeans and have like you know the Italian guy get you know beat up. Yeah, it's World War Three. <laughs> but this is but you got to remember this came out the same year as Network. This came out the same year as 
Taxi Driver. This came oh. out the same year as All the President's Men. This came out, I mean, even Marathon Man. This, this is incredible. Like like the new era of like directors and young yes. actors in cinema. So stuff was going to be more nitty gritty. You had De Niro, right. Robert Redford, you know, he had to stop his career. You know, uh, directors like Martin Scorsese and the Coppola's. Like it's, you know, it's a new era that's right. being brought in. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's why, again, like the unapologetically working class element of Rocky still exists here mm -hmm. and it exists in this movie. And you see that's like, okay, so like, like when he's at the bar, right. And like, he's, and he gets shouted down by that one drunk chick, you know, you ain't nothing. It's like, hound dog. yeah, well, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so <laughs> it's hard relatable in that way because it's sort of like, yeah, what what's very true amongst a lot of like working class people is that they, Oh, you're fancy now. Right. Like you think you're, Oh, you think you're all that, like whatever. You're better than me. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That's you ain't nothing. You a bum over here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's. Uh, but some people don't like. People will say that they like working class stories put forward, but if unless, a lot of people don't, they don't like it. They don't like looking at it. Especially when they become or, like a. a you know why? Attitude. It's ugly. It's it's ugly. That's why. <laughs> or they project their own. I mean, they project their own cultural grievances into uh, you know working class sure. stories. Like, if you're, you know, if you're a working class and white and you see someone who's working class and white in a story, you might relate to them. But then if you see, you know, a working class black yeah. story, you might be like, oh, this isn't how it is at all. And like, say something. Yeah, like, simpletons and racists get to watch movies too, unfortunately. Yeah. But, you know. mm. but, I, but I mean, I think this movie, this movie kind of comes at a time um, similarly with like The Sopranos, where it's kind of a, an emotionally introspective time, I would say. Like, this is also, know, this is still George W. Bush's America too. Yeah. Post. Not, not only post 9 11, like post you know, Iraq you war. post Iraq war, you're starting to get like a, a little bit of like critical thinking put, put into the mix. Uh, but like it's still very much like there's only one kind of tale that's being told. And I'm I looking it, up the it, films that came out in 2006, by the way. But so, but, uh, but what I'm saying is like, so the emotional introspection of it, right? Like he has the, yeah. you know, the stuff in the basement. Like I, I feel like it, you know, yeah. uh, before this, you wouldn't necessarily have men talking about their feelings or no. uh, working through, you know, grief and mourning and uh, anger and you know, just the fact that when uh, uh, at know, least ten years away for popular media, I would say. Yeah, and well, it is funny to like to watch Polly, who's like, you know, probably the most autistic <laughs> character in that era like in early you know whatever like 1970s media or whatever um try to like talk to him about his feelings and be like is it is it anger rock and he's like yeah. he's like there's stuff in the, the it just feels like there's a beast in there it's like watching the two most emotionally stunning yeah it's trying to yeah. explain uh you know what they're going through just like that's you know that that's something that feels very of its time i mean even more so now but like you know, I think that's like the the opening moment, I guess, of, of when that became an acceptable, uh, yeah. you know, thing to portray on TV, which is cool. Like, you know, Rocky isn't just a, a one dimensional uh, character who's happy go lucky all the time. And like he is in the first couple where he's kind of just running around, you know, having a good time. And like even even after fucking Apollo Creed's mad and stuff. He's still like, oh, buddy, we're like best friends, right? Why are you mad at me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, because there's, there's, it's strange to talk about, but there's like a sweetness to the Rocky Balboa character. Yeah. Right. Like, it's sort of like, he, he's, like, you know, murderously tough and, and uh, et cetera. But uh, he's, uh, there is a, like, uh, especially oh, all the stuff with Adrian, uh, who is not controversial choice, not in this picture, and is, is instead, 
I hate to say it, fridged for the purposes of Rocky's story in this. Uh, and that's a that is a decision, but it's a decision that you know, again, talking back to dealing with actual emotions, dealing with loss is probably the most thing that's relatable to most of the people that are not like film estates or something, right? Everybody can deal with uh, can and identify there's, dealing with loss. There's an original version of the script where uh, she was still alive, and he said that he didn't think it was motivating enough to Rocky. He felt like killing her off and having him work through her death is something that yeah. would be way more motivating, uh, you know, in that case than, um, I mean, it's, it's yeah. like, she's his world, the entire movie series. So it's, it's, you know, it makes, it actually does make sense. It's just that it is an example of friction, unfortunately. But, yeah. And that's why yeah, he, he can't do anything without her. Too. Yeah. Cause, What's cause that, like he still has, he has to, he's trying to, uh, process the anger, you know, the, uh, for death the only way yeah. he can, uh, because that, that's the, uh, only, you know, like, like, Really, like, like, yeah, he's emotionally stunted and stuff, but like, he he healthily deals with it in the ring. Like, like, he finds the right outlet for for whatever it is he's going through. Um, well, and then it's like, it's, it's like, like at the we end, all can like, relate to that too. And it's like you still you saw that stuff in the basement. <laughs> it's like, wait, well, like, no, it's all gone or whatever. I can't remember what he said. Yeah, yeah, no, he runs up the quality. The stuff's out of the basement. It's no longer there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is great because when Paul. When Polly, good old casually racist autist Polly, is your confidant, you know you're uh, <laughs> you've got a shoulder to lean on. By the way, uh, what do you guys think of my uh, my my audio avatar? <laughs> there he is. There he is, folks. Ron, yeah. uh, we, we we wanted to have you on the show because we like having you on the show. You actually picked this one, and I'm glad you did. Uh, I what, did. What yes. what led you to to pick Rocky Balboa? I could talk about it all night long, and I will. Um, I, well, go right ahead. No, um, it's, uh, I don't know. There's just something about the character. And this was, I, I never once when I saw it the first, I saw it in theaters and I never thought it was, uh, cause I'm old like y'all. Uh, well, not you, but everybody else. Um, and, uh, they, these, these two are youngins. I think, I think all three of us are about the same age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that explains why my knees hurt when I get up. I'm actually younger than Christina. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um there's just something about it and it it like you said it felt like something that was almost like a fix for Rocky 5. And uh it almost was like an apology somehow. Like dude, yeah, in, in a weird yeah. way. Well, he was on it's funny. Sorry. I can't <laughs> I can't find the clip, but he was on Jonathan Ross and Jonathan Ross asked him to rate all the Rocky movies like 1 to 5 or whatever. And when he got and he's like he brought up Rocky 5, he said 0. <laughs> because in the original script, Rocky was supposed to die. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, in a street fight. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So it's like mm. he's done with Apollo Creed. He goes outside and someone just mugs him. He's just like, oh well, he did go. They got this video game called Street Fighter. <laughs> um, this is Adrian finds him. Yeah. Rocky. I, I think Sorry. I think an equally likable uh, Italian stereotyped character kind of is uh you know the fonds and it kind of is fascinating that like these hey. movies only exist because of henry winkler like he was the yeah. one who sold the script to uh studio executives and then yeah uh you know used his uh his Fonzie, he used his cool capital i guess that he had to um to to make sure that the script didn't get rewritten from the way that you know Stallone wanted to do it because he was going to back out of it. Well, they wanted Stallone out of the picture completely. They well, they were going to pay him like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars to not do the movie to direct it. They just wanted <laughs> to buy like the, the script. Uh, that's like the fucking uh, trailer park boys meme. It's like I'll pay you three, three or three hundred 
$300,000 to fuck off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, since I guess we're back to talk about the first movie now, it did uh, was nominated for writing. It was also up against Patty Chasky's network, which did win, and justly so, I gotta say. Yeah. And I love Rocky. Yeah. Also, too, like it with, with it being like if this came out in 2006, so the 2007 Academy Awards obviously would have been, uh, you know, what led up afterwards. And like the, the like I forgot, like the, the the Departed, directed by Mark Scorsese, came out that year. I mean, it, 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 uh, I forgot there was quite a, a few other, uh, obviously, Pirates of the Caribbean was like the highest scoring film of like 2006. Um, but so, like, I just feel like this film specifically gets often forgotten. It does, and it's it's too bad because honestly, for 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 my case, other than the first one, I think it's it's actually it might be my favorite. Yeah. So, so keeping going with these uh, with these clips, I, I find this kind of fascinating. The way that they got the stadium to fight in the HBO thing is that HBO oh, really cool. was recording a boxing uh, match. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, so they they just found a, a match that was going on and then recorded yeah. before it, where basically they asked the audience that was already there, like, "Hey, you guys get something special. You get to be in the Rocky Balboa movie. You guys excited for Ooh. that?" So, uh, I, no, I really boo! Like, no, Rocky Five yeah. sucked. <laughs> <laughs> For a lot of reasons, Sly wanted to do all the boxing up front, primarily because then he's in the best shape because he's just finished the training routine. And once he starts shooting, then he's not, no longer Hello. can train with the same <laughs> intensity, the same schedule. A lot of people know that Sly's extremely fit and in shape, but this is a, this is a different kind of training for this. He gave himself, I would say, at least six months training uh, to do this picture. It was a gradual buildup. He has a certain look that he wanted to make it believable in this fight. I believe when you see the picture, you'll see like, the incredible shape he's in. Sly had his shirt on through all the boxing choreography. And the first time he took his shirt off was when we were shooting the weigh-in in Vegas. I was actually standing at the monitor and Nicole, the, uh, the hair girl, was right next to me. The minute he took his robe off for the first time, she went, <gasps> And I was like, look, I said, oh, God, look how cutty yeah. is. One thing about Rocky we know for sure, this guy showing up in shape. He had to go through some real hard nights, lifting weights and running and preparing and just really having the mindset and then having to go to the gym and work. I wish I could take his heart and his will, and his intestinal fortitude and his desire to be great in this and, and, and bottle it and give it to some of the fighters I've trained throughout the years. I'd have 10 world champions by me. He amazed me. It's unbelievable how hard he works and uh, just his energy. And that inspired me in a lot of ways. You know, uh, it got me thinking about going heavyweight. So, you know, I really feel good about myself right now. My energy level is up and I think I can conquer the world. And uh, thanks for rocking my board, giving me that inspiration to really look at my career and say, you know, I got a couple more years at this. We're at the Mandalay Bay Event Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. So then you have to find the venue to do the boxing. <laughs> And originally we searched Los Angeles for potential venues that were one available, two large enough, and three wanted us. Sly had, was aware that HBO was shooting a pay-per-view match in Las Vegas, and he thought, wouldn't it be great if we could piggyback on that and get some cameras in there and shoot the crowd of 11,000 people, which we would never be able to afford to do. Here is a special attraction before our main event. Here is your chance to be part of the next Rocky movie, Rocky Balboa. The light heavyweight champion of the world has moved up. Antonio Tarver will play the role of the heavyweight champion, Mason Dixon, and will now face the former champ. So right now, let's get loud 
entering the ring. Let's get the Rocky chant going. Here it is, the former two-time heavyweight champion of the world, Rocky Balboa. That would be pretty wild if you like are there for a boxing match. Were you there? For Obviously, an period. Yeah, and, and but if you're a boxing match, especially if you're there for a boxing match, I mean, this is one of those things. This perfectly embodies like a, a, a thing. Like, if you're a boxing fan, of course you know and love Rocky. How could you not? Yeah. yeah maybe there's like one guy. No, I don't like it. All right. I do kind of wonder like how things would have been though. Yeah, no. <laughs> Stupid it's, Rocky. It's I do kind of wonder what it would have been like if if the original person that Rocky want or Stallone wanted to have in the movie as the, the heavyweight champion had said yes. Who was that? Roy Jones Jr., but he never returned his phone calls. Really? Yeah. Wow. And during and during the fight between Tarver and, and Stallone, Tarver actually accidentally knocked out Stallone. But he was like, <laughs> you did it, kid. You did it. <laughs> well, I mean, he always gets hurt in those in these movies, it, though. He got hurt in part four when they were doing the Drago fight. Yeah, they got yeah. hospitalized, technically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like it's well, the, the whole thing is he let like the, the fight he just having. Uh, is actually like real body shots and everything. Like yeah. he, he lets himself get beat the shit, which is, you know, it's one thing if you're fighting other actors, I think, uh, even if it's Dolph yeah. Lundgren, but like, um, you know, like even, even if they know martial arts, but they're like primarily an actor, I think like it's completely different to like grab a boxer, like an actual boxer yeah. and be like, hey, you want to come to, uh, you know, be in my movie and I'll teach you how to act, but you, you know how to punch, right? I mean, th those yeah. reflexes don't go away because Don Amici, when he was doing Cocoon, he knocked out a uh, extra who was supposed to he was supposed to punch in the film, and and he actually really hit the dude and uh, knocked over this like twenty year old guy, knocked him unconscious with his punch. Uh, you know, wow. old man Don Amici and Cocoon. Did, didn't expect to hear about any Cocoon antics on this show yet. Here we are. Uh, yeah, we uh, we hear about <laughs> Cocoon antics more than I expect to on this show. <laughs> Well, but it's but it's like I mean, yeah, it, his whole thing is he wanted to be authentic, right? So there's nothing more authentic than getting the crap kicked out of you, I guess. You know? yeah. What's right. the what's the I, I want to see a, a version of Rocky where uh, you know Wilfred Brimley, our friend, is uh, is is, is his coach, and he's like <laughs> you, he's like you have arthritis, you you have arthritis in your neck, you've got you got diabetes, so 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 any any punches that involve uh, blood sugar are out. And uh, <laughs> what if fuck is like? What are you talking about? I don't have diabetes. You got diabetes. I love the fact that Sylvester Stallone is like a mentor to like a lot of these like actors in these films. Like he's like, here's yeah. what you gotta do. Kid. This is you know like this you know train like this, do it like this you know. And he's like you know, obviously like directing them as well because again like he directed. Yeah. So it's like you know he. He does take this shit seriously, and I'm it, it, watching this film. I was like, "Damn, I got new respect for him." <laughs> yeah, and it's still like, and again, he still doesn't get his guard up too. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, my favorite story with Stallone and and uh, and um, uh, Dolph Lundgren is when uh, Stallone showed up on the set of Masters of the Universe. Did he hang dong? No, and he uh, he shows up you on see those, asking the real questions, right? And uh, he down a brass tax. Did he hang he, dong or not? He was doing something with with uh, with Cannon. I forget what it was. It might have been Cobra or whatever. And he he looks at the director and he sees that Dolph is like saying something. He goes, "You gave him lines." I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, did you guys did you guys uh, hear like a few years ago or something? Uh, Carl Weathers and. 
Dolph Lundgren like redid their uh, fight for like an audience. Like, for, like, oh, yeah. oh, the begin the the one the the Apollo dies in in Rocky Four. Yeah, it's funny that they yeah. Well, it, it's oh god, and we're already going all over the place with the entire Rocky series. So dragging Creed into it is going to make it more off topic. But I, I I think the way that it is done to origin story Creed is fantastic and actually gave a new depth to Rocky four that I never really thought about beyond throw the damn towel, throw the damn towel, <laughs> which he's right by the way. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not sure what I hope by that point. Oh, that point well, is, yeah. It was, yeah let's right see. I wonder, was Rocky Balboa nominated for anything? Oh, that was the children of so what are okay other movies came out the year children of children of men one of my favorites of all time that was that was that year right was uh, was that the queen yeah that might you might be right hello mirren uh apocalypto that was the apocalypto year uh pan's labyrinth uh the host but nobody bong wasn't on anybody's uh, departed departed uh idiocracy uh inside man that was the the inside man year by spike Mm. lee yeah, it didn't get nominated for anything. It got a nominated. This was like the year that, or one of the years that they did all of these, uh, like the dumb movie awards or whatever. Where they're like, oh, these are the bad movies. Like they tried to remake the, uh, out of the know, Razzies. Yeah, well, they tried to remake, but like, like off-brand Razzies, and apparently they tried to give them a bunch of those. But which, you know, I think that how, how the hell did United '93 get nominated, but Rocky Balboa didn't? Like, well, yeah. Stallone, Stallone got his Golden Globe though, but it was for Creed. So, uh, well, at least someone recognized his performance in Creed, which is fantastic. Yeah, and, uh, that's yeah, that's lame. I love the taglines. It ain't over till it's over. <laughs> oh yeah, Last that's King of Scotland. <laughs> that was that year. Yeah, that that line is really funny when he's like, "Was that from 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 the eighties? Like, I think it's from the seventies. More like the seventies, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's a lot of good lines in this. Um. <laughs> oh, fun fact. This film was only shot in 38 days. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. The very first thing uh, to be shot was the fight between Dixon and Rocky. This was done because of Mr. Stallone's training, which had been going on for six months, had to stop yeah. once the film went into production and began to concentrate on directing. If the fight had been left until the end of the schedule, Stallone would have not been in as good shape as he was at the start. His training and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the other... The Which other makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Best Picture winner was The Departed. Babel. I don't even remember Babel. Letters from Iwo oh. Jima, that Clint Eastwood movie. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. I like mm-hmm. that one a lot. I forgot that mm-hmm. I got nominated for Best Picture. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was sort of like... I mean, also, Apocalypto was was cool. Obviously, Mel Gibson was only beginning to be problematic in there. Children of Men got an editing nomination i think that was it yeah. yeah also carl weathers apollo creed was meant to appear in several flashback scenes but weathers then fought a lawsuit against Sylvester stallone and mgm over alleged unpaid royalties from previous rocky films and producers were therefore forbidden from using his image hmm. Want to get mango well now get now the reason that that rocky isn't in creed 3 or even mentioned is because uh um he's having a, a legal battle with uh erwin chartkoff or wait no erwin winkler yeah. And he he wanted to, he, Stallone just wants to give Rocky to his kids. You know, he's not looking to make a ton of cash off of it. Yeah. He just wants to give it to his kids so they have a legacy to hold on to. And he can't. So he's like, I got no, I, no, nothing. I got nothing. I want nothing to do with it. 
Hmm. <laughs> it's but, too bad yeah. because he's managed to turn into a great turn into a great supporting role for a, basically a similar-ish but not the same series. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. There's unprecedented, really. Well, I mean, Carl um, Weathers wanted wanted uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren fired because you know that part where he throws him across the ring. He actually threw him across the ring. Damn, mm-hmm. he took that serious. <laughs> yeah, good old Dolph. Um, Christ. Oh, also, Sloan got uh, arrested on the press tour for this movie because he had HGH uh, in mm-hmm. his bag and he went to Australia and customs like going through his bag. Oh like, God. Australia is like, you gotta, everything has, you have to let us know. Like you, if you want to bring like a pet or whatever, we all remember the Amber Heard giant Depp situation. The dogs were not vaccinated for rabies. Cause apparently rabies is like not a thing in Australia. Like Australia is very like uptight when it comes to customs and whatnot. But well, yeah, I mean, they have, they have so much it was a prison to- colony at one point. I mean, they have so much stuff to worry about there. As they haven't is. forgotten everything. They uh, they don't want to. They don't want to have to worry about more stuff. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were, like they were one of the few. Spiders. They were one of the first countries to be free of COVID, weren't they? I think so. Uh, them or South Zealand. Korea. Them or South Korea. Whoa, yeah. the turtles of this movie are the same from the original Rocky. Really, mm-hmm. Cuff and Link. Yep. What, what have they been doing? This this lamp yeah, no, they're still doing... alive. Stallone, yeah. oh, it still owns them. He has a big tank. He keeps ah. the uh, the turtles. Uh, and every once in a while, like you'll just see a video like on his Instagram or something. He'll just be like, "Hey, yo, this hey. is Stallone, and I'm here with my turtles. These are the same ones I had." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and that, and the dog, like, the most wholesome person in, on Hollywood. You know? And the, the dog in part one is actually Stallone's dog. He had to sell it to survive, and then he bought it back when he got the money for Rocky. Wow. All right. I mean, no, that's why the dog reacts to him like it does. The film was shipped. You know how people, when they ship films to theaters, they get like a different title? Yeah. Or a code name? The code name for Rocky Balboa was Nobody Parties. <laughs> well, it's not wrong. I mean, <laughs> I mean if that, yeah, that's the criteria, right? That's just, uh, it, it's how, how do we how do we feel about the characterization the adult characterization of Rocky's son? How do we do we, do we like that character? Like the you know being embarrassed been, by your been, dad. Uh, it would have been way way funnier if uh, you know if it had been played by um, you know you know that uh, I mean obviously Coppola's sister plays Adrian right and, Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, so Jason Schwartzman is Talia Shire's actual kid. Yeah, yeah. So much funnier if he had showed up with his like little goatee that he had for all the fucking Wes Anderson movies, and he showed up like that and was like, "Dad, you're gonna ruin my reputation." You miss opportunity of casting right there. Age was in Rocky Five. Mike Tyson improvises lines. He was. That that uh, I mean, look, he was in um, uh, Heroes, right? Like the, yeah. the, the show that was basically X Men, but I couldn't call X Men. Nobody hits as hard as NBC does. Oh wow! <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, visited the well, then governor of California. Oh, oh there he is. The, oh, the turtles. The set. All right. They gave Stallone a certificate of recognition for supporting the state film industry. Oh, there you Arnold's go. An interesting nice. character. I love how the first comment is, I hope they have a better habitat than this little tank with nothing in it. This is sad. I've seen some beautiful... (laughs) (laughs) People just sit there like talking trash in the comments. The internet's cool. Come on, people! This is on a film set. Like, this is not yeah. the, the setup that he keeps the turtles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, it doesn't What's matter to Tracy. Expected to actually no, dress up got... as King Shark and be in the shark tank? What, what's, what's, what, Tra- what's Tracy Yarbrough's on the case. 
what, what's this chick all about? Get, get, click on that profile. Let's see what, she, let's see what her tank looks like. God damn it. <laughs> got a career in banking the military and a graduate from U of Memphis. Good for you. What do you want? Award? I love people. Did you graduate love- in turtle studies? <laughs> I love people. Animals and nature. Were you a marine biologist? (laughs) I'm glad she has to specify that she loves people, animals, and nature. I was afraid she was going to leave something out, but I guess that's that's everything. I love people, animals, and I hate nature. (laughs) I mean, those turtles probably live better than all of us do. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've actually seen like the, the, you know, because like I said, I've seen those videos. Every once in a while, Stallone will put, you know, will put it out in some, uh, you know, newspaper will put like a, clickbaity title the the turtles from rocky still live with sylvester stallone <laughs> yeah turtles no, live for no, a really no. long time like years. yeah they're Luke gonna outlive rocky him he abuses the turtles that's what the clickbait title was and they should have a picture of splinter right next to it no they, they <laughs> he throws the turtles up in the air he goes <laughs> was it, was it a, which were those tng neutrals movies of where they had the puppet of splinter and it was like doing <laughs> That's the first one. I'm going to see it in the theater. I'm going to see it in the theater later this month. Oh my god! Of course you are. When it comes to the (laughs) when it comes to Rocky's son, the characterization with Milo, um, I think another reason why this film hit me so hard is because I kind of had that same relationship (laughs) with my dad because he and I both have the same name. I'm not a junior though, thank God. Um, and he is big in billiards and everybody knows him for that. And a lot of the time when my name gets in the, in the public eye, people will go to him and say, Hey, I saw that article in the paper about you or something. And it's like, I've been living in his shadow my whole life and it's not his fault, you know, but I can totally understand where Milo's coming characters coming from in that position because I was the exact same way, except my dad didn't give me some speech about how hard life hits. He just said, could you go get me a Mountain Dew out of the fridge? (laughs) <laughs> oh, my dad he just walked out <laughs> but i think that oh, dark okay uh i, I also think that like it's go go for that <laughs> it's only taken 40 40 years to get that pack of cigarettes pop and, way, Andy just, uh... I, I was just getting ready for a sprint and he stuck his leg out and tripped me i was like oh go, go. <laughs> the uh the turtles the turtles and rocky live up oh, to around turtles. 50 years okay. they're ready right. to slide us Okay, very good. Okay. Very good. I don't know. I just, whenever, whenever I see a turtle, I, I'd like to look up like what the turtles are because you know you go you go on you go on turtle book and friend them. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big what? guy. What type of turtles were? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I wanted to know. I want to know. I want to know. This one's got more moss than flies. All right, right. getting back to Milo's character, I think it's also relatable because there's, you know, no matter how cool you are, no matter what you've done, like your children also find it embarrassing at some point, and 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 part of it has to do with them forming their own identity. So him being like, he's out with his like Wall Street bros, and they're like, ah, let's yeah, it's Rocky, uh," when they're and he's just like, oh my god, my god, (laughs) he's just screaming random people's social media pages is why I subbed to this channel. We do what we do. My apologies. If so weird Al. She left the comment. Weird Al kind of inspired this. Okay, 1984, Weird Al Yankovic made a song called Theme from Rocky 6, I'm assuming, or 7. 13. Parody survivors, eye, the eye of the tiger that told of Rocky no longer boxing, but now owning a deli and catering service. Parts of the storyline of this movie mirror this song. Yes. Really? I don't actually know that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, that week, what a disgrace. He heard it's good to stay hungry. <laughs> Maybe it's a weird out to inspire Rocky Balboa. If you play it backwards, it says, 
free the turtles. Free the turtles. <laughs> the turtles. The turtles are typing in messages with their little hooves or paws, whatever they got. Yeah. Al, you told us you were going to save us. You told us you were going to get us out of solitary. Fly to solitary. Oh, my God. He's such a hypocrite. Sings about flying high now and won't even let us out of this cage. This was Sylvester Stallone's more, most successful film since Spy Kids 3D came over. That came out in 2003. <laughs> I forgot about that. Which looks so, like Ant-Man the Wasp films these days, but whatever. Okay. Uh, point of order. So, uh, the like the uh, idea of like legacies... <laughs> and like how eventually you know he does come around it wouldn't be an arc if there wasn't like some growth right uh of you know also not really fully understanding who his dad was and kind of like taking like certain aspects of uh the public image of it and just looking at something to overcome for himself i think that's probably one of the things that works the best um i think i think the marie storyline is fine it's it's ultimately like uh, you know, like, not he, super he consequential. Another, other than you see him as a woman to you know kind of inspire him along, yeah. so he could and like who else is to, really to, to move? It shows that he's he's beginning to move on in his own life, right? Two That's things though: he does he does say, "Look, my wife is gone, but she's not gone." Yeah. You know, to squish all that romantic bullshit. Like, but but they do actually, her. yeah. They, he he yeah. they do mention in Rocky, um, uh, not you know the one that doesn't exist. They oh, yeah, that actually one. they that mention Marie in a deleted scene. And apparently, oh, okay. you know, she's homeless living on the streets of Philadelphia. Oh wow. Well, that's what happens when you call the world champion a creepo. <laughs> exactly. No one will go somewhere else. You can't stay here. You know, I love the line where, where he's like, Oh, you said screw you, creepo. And he, she's like, Did No, he's like, good good insults last a long time. And I was like, Was that a was that a good insult? Like that. That's not a very. It's just creepo. Like I don't know. It's not like seventy-six. So she's talking yeah. about good insults that last a long time, right? But it's also like "Let's Dance" by David Bowie. You can't dance to that. It's a song about like you know how good it is to be dancing to a song that is not this one. Apparently, I could dance to it. I don't care. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. I'm ready. It's okay. Cool. You ruined oh, my bit. I'm, gl I'm glad you're ready. You ruined my bit. <laughs> also, I. It, 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 I you know, a, a you lot want to answer the song "Ruin My Bit" because you do a great job of it. <laughs> Speaking of dancing, oh. I the tiger. I was wondering because there, there was that one episode of It's Always Sunny Philadelphia where the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl, which was like a couple seasons ago, and they're going right. to play "I Have the Tiger" over and over again. And he's like, "Oh, come on, this song again!" They're like, "Apparently, there's not a whole lot of songs about Philadelphia." I'm like, "Really? <laughs> there's not a whole lot of songs about Philadelphia? You gotta be kidding me! There's plenty of songs about Philadelphia, like like the song Philadelphia." Yeah, technically it's called Streets of Philadelphia. This has been a yes. movie next time again. A snap, correction, 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 correction. <laughs> um, I uh, the the one thing that I don't think works about the the Mueller character, it's a very minor like thing. The the, the fact that he just kind of quits his job over that uh, motivational speech and then like comes back and is like, oh, I'll go with you. I, I feel like it happened a little fast, and I feel like they could have done a little bit of development to get you know what I mean, like a couple That's scenes. Fair. Yeah. But this like, ain't a Coppola movie. <laughs> it, it just it just feels like I don't know. It just feels like no. Oh, what is this Avatar: The Way of Water? <laughs> uh, don't get me started. Well, no, because they, they he gives him one speech and then he's water. like, "That's you know the motivational speech was just so good." I am throwing my life. It was a great speech. I'd be like, well, "Yeah, let's quit." I'm I love when he go. walks away and he goes, "Don't forget to visit your mother." 
It's good. That's amazing speech. I mean, it's very motivating. He's also like, you know, life throws you punches, and that's how you win. And he's like, or is how I quit my job. Figure it out. I mean, you could see throughout the film though that he was having a hard time at that job. They didn't want him there, you know. He and he was right when he yeah, he only got the job because of what his last name was. Yeah, and it seems exactly, and so that's another reason why like he's conflicted by that because and he doesn't even seem to really be enjoying it, but he's trying to forge his own identity and just finds that difficult. And then he just runs off to goddamn Vancouver. There's a whole arc too that 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 uh, it seems like the character kind of goes through because like. In Rocky Five, and I know we, we don't uh, that movie doesn't exist. If it existed, if it existed, he was he was an artist. I can't he was a believe visual he skipped over five and went for a Rocky Six Weird. film. I'm I'm just shocked. Yeah. Well, that's why no. it's not. That's why Rocky Balboa isn't Rocky Five. It's just Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But 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 uh, in, in uh, the the imaginary film Rocky Five, uh, you mm-hmm. know he he was he was an artist like like he was actually a really talented artist and like uh, you know like. And then all of a sudden he's working for a law firm, like like maybe tomorrow what, you show me your English teacher. What? What? Ha- yeah, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna give uh, Rocky one more movie and they're gonna call it Hey Rocco. They'll call it Screw You, Creepo. Exactly. Not 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 for nothing. But apparently Dave Wasserman hasn't seen enough yet, and I'm like, come on, dude, hurry the fuck up here, Let's go. <laughs> oh, for a second I thought from this movie. I'm like, what? This movie came out in 2006. <laughs> what, what do you need? By the way, I think throw the damn funny. towel. Thank you. I don't know shit about uh, ESPN, and I don't know shit about like watching sports. Like I didn't Google growing up, but That's I do think it's funny saying. that I could instantly recognize Skip Bayless. Fuck in Skip Bayless! Small fucking appearance in this, and just in that one second, it was just like stomach churning. He was talking shit about Rocky, and I'm like, "Fuck you, Skip Bayless!" And I was like, "I I know who Skip Bayless is." <laughs> it was just a, it was just like a reptilian reaction that you're like, you know that that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know yeah. who he was, but uh, I, I had the same reaction. What's funny guys- is he actually graduated from Vanderbilt a year before Joe Bob Briggs did, and they both had the same scholarship. Oh. Yeah. Damn. All right. Did not you see how you see how things went with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Bob ESPN, Briggs, come on the show. You guys remember when COVID happened and so sports was canceled? You know what they were doing on all like the sports channels? They were airing old games from like the 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s, and 90s. And my dad's like, I remember this little bit. I remember yeah. this. I remember this match. I remember this this hit or whatever. And I'm like, Okay, my dad could have been a sports announcer, sportscaster, because he knew his shit. And I'm like, well, when I would come, would have been better than He's never had his break. <laughs> when I would come home from school <laughs> in all uh, the heavyweight chip title in the early '90s, I would come home and put on ESPN, and they would be showing the old home run derbies from the late '50s, early '60s. Yeah, and it's like, wow, Willie Mays, he's still alive. <laughs> and oh, playing so, ball. So another another thing uh, that I thought was funny. So the the referee. Right on the on the you know and he's he, with this like uh, I'm fair but I'm firm is like a, a famous boxing uh, referee who's like catchphrase. I didn't know that like boxing referees have catchphrases. But well, Judge Mills Lane, he apparently fucking trademarked uh, "I'm fair but I'm firm" and like uses that as like his Twitter does, does handle. Mario have what? What Mario's a boxing uh, referee? Does he have one? <laughs> but like that's that's what you interrupted for jesus yes. so I, I don't know, I just, it's, it's interesting. there's like uh all these like um uh like master class things and like videos that this guy's done like where he's teaching people how to be a boxing referee or whatever and it's just like mr fair but firm or whatever man give me mario to teach me that i, I would much rather learn from mario all right doubling down all right yes <laughs> You gotta it's a him, Mario. 
You got to come uh, to the bit, even like jo- Joaquin Phoenix on David Letterman. He yeah. touches, he touches gloves and stuff instead of getting ready to <laughs> the fights. I'm sorry, he's like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> but like Chris Pratt's voice, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, the the uh, the, the the announcers at the desk during the fight. Um, there was the two older guys and there was Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman wasn't supposed to be there. It was supposed to be Mr. T and Clubber Lang was supposed to be uh, a born again Christian. Nope. And yeah, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Oh, yep. Yeah. But then they, they couldn't get, they couldn't figure out how to work at something with Mr. T. So they went and got <laughs> Max Kellerman. He was battling yeah. cancer. <laughs> he might've oh, been. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. But I'm, I loved it when Max Kellerman, like Rocky looks over at him and he goes, how you doing? And he says, Rocky Balboa just asked me how I'm doing. <laughs> he's like, he's, he's fanboying, which was kind of, you know, the way it would be. Cause he, that yeah. was the thing is Rocky never did anything in his career to piss anybody off. He, people who watched him thought he was one of them. So they had something to kind of latch on to. And that's why, you know, I just, fuck, this movie is so good. Hey, you know what turned uh, Mr. T into a born-again Christian? This was the moment. Oh, boy. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> is that like your wallpaper on your computer? <laughs> no, but. Lock screen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to treat my mom and Nancy right. <laughs> uh, this was two years after Million Dollar Baby, by the way. I just looked it up for my Also, the wrestler came out like a few years later. Yep. If I'm not, there, there was a bit of like a wrestling, boxing re- renaissance. I think the wrestler is like the darker Rocky version Rocky of Rocky Balboa. Kind of yeah. is. Yeah, I agree with that. The same God, movie as Black Swan, at, right? at least, at least Sylvester Stallone still looks good for his age. Can't say the same about Mickey Rourke. Tulsa King, if you haven't watched it, so good. Mm. Uh, yeah, Mickey 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 Fork looks like you got hit with the ugly stick, man. Yeah, <laughs> that plastic surgery versus, is bad. Rocky yeah. versus Roddy Piper would have been interesting. But, but I mean, he had to have that plastic surgery. It wasn't like a choice. So you know. Yeah, fortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, it still looks bad. It does. Meanwhile, Sylvester Stone still looks good. <laughs> let, the, ready... let the record show. Oh my god! Imagine <laughs> there being like a little King Shark miniseries spinoff with with him. Oh my god. Yo, yo, James Gunn. I know you watch this 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 podcast. Do it. James Gunn definitely watches. James Gunn, if you are watching, thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's the guy that pops up with Flavor Flav. You know? Yeah, he's just he's for a shout out. I'm not exactly happy with you canceling Doom Patrol, but make a yeah. good Superman movie, we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just need more Sylvester Stallone as King Shark, and that's about it. I wonder if he shows up in Guardians 3. Mm. Yes, he was in Guardians 2. Yeah. And so Miley Cyrus. me. <laughs> so we've done ah. everything except talk about Rocky Balboa. Uh, the movie that we came here to see. Yeah, they, they were talking about. Yeah, Cinderella Man, that Ron Howard movie came out the year before this too. I don't know if you guys wait, ever wait, saw wait. that. Russell Crowe, right? Yes. Yeah, and Renee Zellweger before she looked. Who the fuck is Renee Zellweger? Sorry, <laughs> but it almost uh, seemed like Rocky Balboa kind of continue on. Like maybe Sylvester Stallone thought, "Hey, you know, there's this, there's this need for like these, you know, uh, comeback stories or, or, or you know, like inspiring stories." And he thought maybe I can, you know, with between Cinderella Man and Million Dollar Baby, you know, he probably thought I can, you know, f- I can fix Rocky, you know, like that's. Well, what a, it was a pretty hopeless time too, as yeah. as, as you know, as you know. I guess 9/11. technically we all live through it, but as, live, his, as living through yes. it as an adult, that's you know. his. Uh, that's his. I can fix him moment. He's like, 
But uh, but he I, did it to America. Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember Rocky Balboa single-handedly ruined communism. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> he got embraced by the entire Soviet Union. Uh, so this They're is cheering for him now. Next. All right. Everybody can change. This is the next in the in the list of uh, of clips that come from the six. I, I really think it's interesting how they filmed the fight and like. No, I I, I completely agree, and I'd love to talk about it. So let's let's check this out. Veteran of the wars, here for one more. Rocky's an off the board underdog, and they don't care at all. We had always planned to shoot boxing for nine days, and Mandalay Bay only had six days available. So we were suddenly we're then shooting a lot quicker. His professional record, 57 victories, including 54 knockouts with 23 defeats and one draw. We use HBO. It becomes an HBO event, which I thought would be kind of unique. So we don't create a fictional arena. We borrow their blueprint and insert Rocky into a realistic situation. He wanted to shoot the fight in high def. It was actually very confusing at first. The traditional way of shooting boxing, I mean, he he basically, you know, mastered in, in the first five. You'll never see that in boxing, okay. ever. Those low angles, you know what I mean? Then when we got there and we started shooting and I started seeing some of the footage, what I realized was that it just lent this amazing uh, realism to the boxing footage. It's a, quite astounding, and I think it was a very bold and courageous decision to go that way. I thought, geez, the camera angles are always the same in fight films. I said, imagine if the camera is right there. And people are gonna say, is that real? Is that a trick? Is that CGI? No. It's what HBO does. You, we set the cameras up in four spots, and we let it wink. It has the look and feel of a pay-per-view fight, which all fight fans, when they subscribe to a HBO or a Showtime, you see that fight. That's what that's the looks I wanted. He's uh, very familiar with HD. His uh, house is all set up with HD equipment. So, you know, I mean, that's what he watches every day. He was like, you know, I want the drama and the dialogue to look one way, but I want the fight to look like I, I see it at my house. And we put this uh, HD package together for him, and, and it really worked. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! But the go. Vegas thing was great, working with Larry Merchant and the guys that I'm used to working with all the time. Literally, the deals were closed the night before we were about to shoot. So we, right up to the last moment, we were negotiating that. And then that gets put to bed. And then we're starting to shoot in a venue that is incredibly busy. And we had to fit into their plan that we were guests. And we had to find the best way to make that work. And we're shooting right up against live events, live weigh-in, a live press conference. And we're shooting portions of it. And then we're using our own audience and stepping in right after to take advantage of the sets that they already had set up in the real venue. The crowd is going to go crazy. So you, we got to be fast down here. Sure. And this makeup literally has to go on in 10 seconds. Yeah. 10 seconds. It was really great. The fans was involved and they act as if they was witnessing a real fight. We stole the show from uh, Jermaine Taylor and uh, Bernard Hopkins, unfortunately. I mean, the people say if they could have gotten as much action from that fight as our fight, I mean, they could have did five, 600,000 pay-per-view buys, but it wasn't to be. I mean, it was uh, Sylvester Stallone, Antonio Tarver night. And the monstrous I'm proud to say that every punch in the movie that you see that's a hit, it's a hit. And if it's a miss, we don't put a sound behind it to try to make it a hit. Not only did he say, I'm not afraid to get hit. Not only did he not say that, he said, please, I want you to hit me. The heavyweight champion of the world doesn't like getting hit. 
the fake former heavyweight champion of the world enjoys getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> all right, now that's a good hit. Right? <laughs> okay. That I was all acting. That. that was acting, then. That was all acting. <laughs> he won't keep his head still. Watch this. Okay, Do you like that? Yeah, that was a. Yeah, yeah, he didn't like that. No, I'm cool. <laughs> he had that little. Go ahead. I can't, I, I'm afraid to hit you. Oh, go ahead, man. All right, here we go. Let's slip it. Just have your discipline. So you turn that over. You turn that shit over right there. You turn that shit over right there. I, I, I don't want to be on I don't get this. I don't get this opportunity to punch professionals that often. His physicality, the, the way he was able to to move in the ring and hit along with Antonio Torba. Uh, I mean, I just found it incredibly impressive that day after day, they were actually hitting each other. I love that. that I love like, that they <laughs> thought of like, let's actually make it look like a real, in my opinion, that's how it should be. I mean, when they do yeah. um, like news, like, uh, like newscasters, new news anchors. What do they do with the film? They make it look like an actual like newscast. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what's so great about it because like it's I, and but can you imagine that you have a real fight, like an actual like pay per view fight, and then like this happens before it, and it's obviously so much more awesome than your actual fight. Yes. <laughs> that that was the one thing I sort of fixed it. I was like, oh man, that must have sucked for those guys. The, like, the one they're thing... filming a Rocky movie before <laughs> our fight. Why can't it be after our fight? You know? The, the one complaint I have about that, as, as great as it is, because I, th I think it adds something to the movie, the, it yeah. does lose a little bit of the storytelling that the uh, the, the other Rocky movies have, where, where you can kind of like, um, there's an arc to the fight, and like, like yeah. you, you know, you, you, there's a there's a certain kind of drama to it that that you lose because you're doing it like a uh, uh, like a broadcast. Uh, so you know, you're not you're not seeing the the, the conversations in between the fights. Like, but uh, there had been. We'll say four movies <laughs> that show that very well. Two of them so well that it like defined a genre of filmmaking. Correct. What they talk about, like all the yeah. low angles and everything like that, right? It, and then like and 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 using as part of the narrative function that to like basically reject that completely and make it look like that again. I, I, a lot of like Zoomer uh, film letterboxers, well, uh, they they completely agree with you. They 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 were like, "Oh, this movie looks hideous. Why did they do it this way?" Just, I, I, yeah, I'm a little torn in the whole thing because I don't like the way HD looked back then. Yeah, uh, and, like and, and it I looks think, now. Yeah, yeah I don't, I, it hasn't improved much. <laughs> it's, um, it's it's almost like the de aging. They still haven't gotten it right yet with that CGI technology. Yeah, exactly. but but some shots uh, are still fuzzy. Know, but but I'm just saying as a storytelling uh, format, it's not not the visuals of it, but the because it's because they're not. I think so. What's what you're saying is like yeah. you're not getting the story of the fight in the same way where it's like 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 choreographed out and planned out in, in such a way that yeah, because uh, like uh, you remember like like you know in, in the uh, the first one, it's like um uh you know like you're you're feeling with Rocky struggle to to get through it. Yeah, and, and they even I, they even revisit that in like Creed, especially yeah. in the in the in the first Creed, like you get that like and then oh. some. Right? And, and of course that that first fight that he did which is all one camera shot in creed is, yeah. is phenomenal I, like like that's uh incredible that they did a, a single shot boxing match like that with the camera moving in and out of the fight uh that's that's amazing but we're not talking about that we're talking about this movie right here right and and, and, and it's 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 a purposeful choice not to use the filmmaking tricks and the filmmaking uh style 
yeah. that made the franchise popular. And, and I just the, the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because I feel like uh, the, that fight, and I'm glad it's shorter than a lot of the other ones. Uh, uh, you know, which is which is good, but but it it doesn't quite have the same drama as the others because of the fact that it's not the uh, yeah it, it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't bring you into the inside of the ring like like uh, the other movies did. I I hear you, and and so it, let me counter real quick and just say that like it's not the center of the movie. No, it's not. It, it's it's a double edged sword, sword to me. Like like I like yeah. it, and I also don't like it. So there you go. You have it. <laughs> I. Uh... I I fucking love the PlayStation One graphics. I know, so yeah. it's so great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, this is definitely 2006 on ESPN. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's more PlayStation Two. <laughs> PlayStation One would be a little more. Uh, All right, angular. snap correction. Snap correction, 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 correction. But yeah, like this, like this style of like Tony, you gotta record yourself doing that. I know, I really should. Just have it in the soundboard. Just like, you know, get a soundboard. The primitive fucking computer animation or whatever that they did because yes. it's yeah. like it, it directly centers it in 2006. Yes, 100. And for me, it's not, that's not a bad thing. Um, but but it's an aesthetic choice. And, and again, I love the aesthetic choice of having it in like that very very much like you know if you turn on if you turn on the television watch a boxing match it looks exactly like that. But I and I get like getting the storytelling done without any of those stylistic things, because again, it's, it's a, it's a stylistic choice, but it's, yeah. it's something that if, if he hadn't basically pioneered, like, look, look, like all of these boxing movies rip off Rocky, yeah. you know, yeah. they rip off Rocky, they rip off Rocky too. The, the, the rip off Rocky kid four. is Rocky for kids. Well, they actually wanted to use that. Uh, no one's ever going to stop. Uh, be, you know, that the theme song from Karate kid, they wanted the to best. use that instead of right. I the tiger. Yeah, they're gonna. I had tiger was gonna be for Friday Kid. Okay. I come out of nowhere to just drop knowledge on your ass. Which we all know the debate whether or not Daniel Larusso actually won because he did that illegal crane kick, and I'm like, well, Daniel was really the bully. If they really wanted to make it like Rocky, then he would have lost. But now there's that debate about whether or not he should have won, and I'm like, I mean, it is Rocky for kids. So. I think I really think that Dan Cobra Kai does uh, a pretty good job of uh, getting yeah. Away, by the way. Yeah, that's a great show. Is also there another too, season of that coming up? Yeah, so, so, I so. side. I know we all hate Karate Kid three. We we and, and we don't acknowledge three or four. I don't even feel like that needs to be articulated. That's just an objectively mm-hmm. bad movie. I feel. But like. <laughs> I like the fact that Cobra Kai does redeem Terry Silver because I I am a fan of 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 the actor. Like I think he 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 does really well in that role. He's and, great in Cobra Kai too. Yeah. So it, it, he gets a, Karate Kid three and. Get the redemption is what I'm saying. By actual good know. writing, which again, writing's what makes yeah. a movie. And so that's what an excellent job. And with then karate's writing. bad boy is working in a carpet store or a furniture <laughs> store. <laughs> well, you're not trying to redeem the next karate kid because <laughs> he because that is a firmly redeemable one. Yeah, plane, plane. Uh, my ship. <laughs> It does like a real televised fight. Yeah, that's, well, that's I like that, though. It's no, really I, I, I appreciate the aesthetic, and, and like, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not trashing the aesthetic of it. I'm just trashing the, you know, not, I'm just saying that that yeah. is a loss of the storytelling. That's it. You're that's an artist. It. You want it to yeah. look pretty. I get it. Well, there's also the thing about. Should um, Dario Argento do it? Maybe then you'd like it. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like they, they. Uh... Dario Argento's Rocky Balboa, amazing. <laughs> 
But I feel like they, it would they, have to be better than his Dracula. <laughs> oh, I, I feel like they they purposely uh, kind of in the first two they like anonymize it or something like they make it kind of an anonymous uh, like it's never like you're like oh well you're watching CBS or like you know like that, mm-hmm. uh, like something on TV and this is like they never really it's, there's no like firm it. identification of yeah yeah you're right you're and right then, except for Stuart Han. In this, but in this one, they, uh, you know, the fact that they lean heavily on the HBO thing, you think like, well, maybe that's an accident, or not an accident, but like a branding thing or like an advertising thing, and then it's like, oh no, they're just u- literally using the HBO set, and like that made me like the movie a lot more. I kind of love that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's kind of great. But like, I, like I say, like it must have sucked for those dudes that were actually trying to do a pay per view fight that they're like, yeah. they had to shoot this before our fight. They can't shoot it after. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, they're like, all right, that fight's over. We watched Sylvester Stallone get punched a bunch, yeah. and they're like, and now tonight's event. Yeah. And everyone's like filing out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm good. Bernard Hopkins is in the ring by himself. Where did everybody go? <laughs> it's also funny that uh, Antonio Tarver, like the the boxer that uh, you know who like is a real boxer and like has like yeah. a pretty uh, incredible record, I think. And um, you know, and beating like, his wife too. Worked on this. Worked on this movie. Like, it's pretty funny to hear him, like, shit-talking in the classic uh, boxer way to be like, this was our night. You know, like, those guys, they had their little fight, whatever. But, like, this is the night This 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 is the night that we uh, we killed it in the boxing ring. And just, like, <laughs> yeah, for a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But it well, is kind of... Every, I was going to say, it's not every day you get to see Rocky Balboa in the ring. Exactly. That's, uh, mm-hmm. For most people, it's uh, zero, zero days because he doesn't exist, but... Here. He's still real to me, damn it! It, 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 it worked out for the people what? of that match. Yeah, what, no, that's what? what I'm saying. I'm saying for most people, it's, it's zero days. For you know, for people that were there that night, it's at least one day that they've seen Rocky in the ring. All right, we appreciate the clarification. Thank you. Uh, I, I think my dreams. <laughs> I think that um, it's, it's amazing it's like, to me. Bodies aren't real. <laughs> that. Of all the people in the Rocky Circle, I'm just gonna keep it coming back to it. That Polly, like this is the most odious character of of like the entire just like that 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 the that guy, the that guy of your family, like, ah, that guy. Who's again still casually racist, by the way. Yes. Uh, more racist. Uh, oh my god. Yes. Yeah. What character development? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's your character development? Oh, you're more outwardly racist than it was before. Great. Well, as you get old, people don't get less racist as they get older. If he was suddenly woke, Paul. Oh my God, are we gonna get more racist as we get? Oh my God, Paulie. If he was, if about you, I will say this though. He, he came does. In, he came in and he's like, "Yeah, I would leave my silverware around all the Puerto Ricans." I'd be like, "That doesn't seem accurate to his character." But when he's like, you know, hide the silverware, it's like that seems accurate to the character. He is. Right. To, to be to be specifically clear, I don't think anyone was calling for woke Polly. But what I'm saying is that of all the characters that, to be around, uh, yeah, no, like, course, I know what you're saying. Preservation. What, yeah. what do I look like, an Indian? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Although to be fair, well, and I'm not trying Polly to defend his. Woke Polly be like Rocco. You gotta respect the pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> he he did he did realize at the end that he treated Adrian like shit. Yeah, he did, you know, I mean, one so. thing there's one in the win column for him. Yeah. <laughs> one is better than none at yeah, this yeah, point. Exactly. Well, Polly wears a pussy hat to the ring. <laughs> well, Polly, well, Polly is still with her. <laughs> oh man, damn. You know, I wasn't Polly into James until the Hillary Clinton lady came out, <laughs> and I'm like, I think I, I'm with her. 
Jesus. Who knew? But, like, who else would be the one driving, you know, Rocco around everywhere? He's not doing anything. He's still working in the same fucking meatpacking plant. Like, trying to make it. Uh, And he's also, I like that he's the relative uh, that tries to make a buck off everything. And, like, he's a couple thousand dollars off your back. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I think I can make more money with the advertising. And he's like, yeah, do that, Polly. It's like, this guy is, I would have cut ties with this guy when fucking. Uh, Bert Young, Bert Young actually does own a restaurant in the Bronx, apparently, and is still alive, huh. and probably employs a lot of Puerto Ricans. <laughs> <laughs> just by what would imagine, just by like law of average. But there's yeah. no silverware in the restaurant. It's weird. <laughs> Everybody's gonna eat with their hands. You know, you uh, go downstairs. Well, there's, uh, there's a locker. He locks it at the end of every night, and all the silverware goes in there. <laughs> and he counts it before he puts it in. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Um, I also, I, I like that, uh, I mean, first, the, like, uh, you know, Hispanic girl that's working at the door uh, as his hostess that ends up, you know, leaving because she has to get pregnant and then, or because she got pregnant and was having the kid. And then, uh, <laughs> and then. <laughs> I'm leaving. I got to go get pregnant. <laughs> I'm ovulating over here. <laughs> I'm not getting any right younger at this job, Rocco. Um, no, but they first, first her, and then you know everyone at that restaurant just seems so exasperated by like uh, what a shit show it kind of is. You know what I mean? Like it's an endless supply of like you know Rocky's friends coming in and out. Like that really is what it's like working at that kind of restaurant. Yeah, and like, he and Rocky was like offering birthing tips. Don't forget to pour olive oil on your stomach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll Yo, make your pasta way better. You, you, she should have had uh, him come in and give a motivating speech as she's giving birth. He's like, it's it about how hard pushing is. <laughs> it's not about how hard you push. It's about how hard you get pushed and keep going. <laughs> get pushed and push yourself out. <laughs> it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> it ain't over till the placenta comes out. And then you eat it raw. The afterbirth is, people forget about the afterbirth, I tell you. I've never had a kid, Rock but I know a thing. Or and the poop. Really and the poop. Yeah, that's one thing. I'm like, I'm never having kids. Everyone's like, does that happen? I'm like, yeah, it does. And you might even yeah, tear I mean, a few things. Yeah, painting falls out of your crotch. It's it's disgusting. Yeah. You have to put what everything. the fuck put- is this show turned into? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and how can we make it not be whatever this is now? Learn box <laughs> one-liners, perhaps? Or we got oh, how, or have any more clips? Please. Oh, so I, have, so I have uh, a special treat for, I don't know if we deserve it, but. Uh, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about heading back to the studio. Frankly, <laughs> so we well, that's a, like a long drive in this weather. <laughs> right, yeah. We, we, we talked about anyway, how there's a lot of uh, autistic representation in the Rocky universe. Yeah. Well, let's take it a step further. We got Bobby Winan <laughs> interviewing. Yeah. Hell, yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we call her uh, the Adrian of Austin. <laughs> We first met on the junket, the press junket, for mm-hmm. the first Rocky in 1976. Yes, indeed. And I remember I so well that uh, it, there was such an excitement. But at the same time, I wondered, and I have wondered since then, 
were you just scared out of your wits at that time? Because the film hadn't come out yet. I was think I was too stupid to be scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was just flabbergasted about the whole thing because you know when we made it, we never intended it to be more than like it literally quote second billing at a drive-in, and uh, for you those those, those drive-ins don't exist. But so it was kind of a, a B film venture. So we had no idea. I never in my wildest dreams would ever anticipate anything like this. 30 years later is beyond comprehension. And then it went on to win the Oscar mm -hmm. over Taxi Driver, I, over I, Network. I know, great year. President's Men, uh, just you know, Seven Beauties, fantastic. So I was like, what, what is it about the character? Because it isn't me, it's certainly it's the character that touched the nerve. And, and when uh, the last Rocky Five didn't uh, turn out and I felt as though I let people down, it became an all-consuming dream to just end it the way I should have ended it that time. And it took, it was harder by me to do this one than it was the first one. Well, now the first one, if I am reading it correctly, you wrote in 86 hours. Yeah, well, that's true, but it wasn't very good. But at least <laughs> see, here, you have two ways. You can do it slow and good or fast and sloppy, but get it done. And I, I'm kind of fast and sloppy, get it done, and then do the rewrites. So I don't want people to think that, okay, here it is, let's go win Oscar. No, 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 it was a, but at least got the concept down, the idea of who this guy was and, you know, bits and pieces, maybe 10% of it was salvageable. Who's inspired Rocky? Who was the original Rocky in your mind? Well, the original Rocky was, I, I think the fact that Rocky Marciano existed and Rocky Graziano gave birth uh, to the belief that those kinds of characters can do exist and then could exist in fiction. And Ali was a perfect template for Apollo Creed. So that's the original. People think there was Chuck Webner, it wasn't, it was Rocky Marciano. But when I saw the fight between Webner and, and Ali, I went, oh, this is kind of interesting. This, is, this might make an interesting uh, metaphor for life. But isn't there some of Rocky in you or some of you in Rocky? No, I'd be flattered to have some of Rocky in me. I think he's a much better guy than I am. Uh, very, yes, especially in the first one and this one. Th these were real semi-biographical movies, and uh, there's no getting around it. That's why I think they're the best in the series. Your own philosophy, though, is, uh, you know, if you get a dream, it's to follow it through. Yeah. You've always done that. Well, you know, we're only go around once and that's, that's, it's, if you're willing to put up with the humiliation and, you know, the, the, the dissenters and every now and then the voice inside of you going, quit, quit, quit. If you could just ride through that, I, I think it gives your life purpose and you'll feel better in the end. But it's just, it's frustrating because sometimes it takes seven years to get something done, seven years. And but I'm and my wife's crying every day. She said, don't do this. Please don't do this. You know, you're gonna be embarrassed. I said, it's okay, it's okay. Uh, I'll feel a lot worse if I don't try. Hell yeah. Although she didn't say that for grudge match and he should have listened to her for that. <laughs> God damn By the way, I, you know, I gotta hit it with the breaking news. Uh, it seems like Brandon Johnson is projected to have won, as of a few minutes ago, uh, the Chicago mayoral election. And the Wisconsin means, Supreme you know, Court, the, the the progressive candidate, it looks like she's probably going to win. 
because yeah. she's she's the the, the percentage she's in the, points she's that all the counties the are fucking they're like it yep wide. i gotta check Christine's mayor because our are the the opponent to the incumbent is uh a huge extremist and a trump supporter oh great yeah, it's also yeah did you did you hear that old crusty pled not guilty to 34 counts of business uh falsifying documents uh, look, look 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 we're barely but, on topic as it is but he's not as cool as rocky balboa is yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Rocky Balboa would have never. He actually loves his son. Rocky Rocky Balboa would have never uh, paid hush money to a porn star. He would have never been in that situation. He would have said, "No, my wife is gone, but she's not gone. I'm still married to her." Uh, Bobby continues to be a weirdo even when she's not uh, hilarious. Was, yeah. She just sounds okay. so sweet and nice, and it's like we got to get her on the podcast before she dies. <laughs> She's incredibly thirsty Working sometimes, on. but not all the time. You know. So we met in 1976. Exactly, and 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 then you know. Uh, so were you scared when? I just love that smile that he gives. Like, like I don't remember you, but I'm going to pretend like I do. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so we did letterbox one-liners, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, nah, Letterboxd one-liners, eh? Hmm. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Letterboxd is a social media site for film, a place where film lovers can talk at, with, and to each other about the movies they love, the movies they didn't love, the movies that they complain incessantly about the high-def uh, fight footage of. Uh, and, of course, all these things, it's a bottom-up democracy. Everyone gets to have their say, not just Siskel's and Ebert's of the world. Uh, and it's best expressed succinctly. Keep it, Keep it tight. Drop those hurting bombs in. And uh, these are the letterbox one-liners for Rocky Balboa. Let's go. Sorry, Evie, we miss you. It's been a decade as of today since you're gone. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Men will literally look at computer simulations instead of going to therapy. <laughs> Rocco, I found some good uh, advertising promotions with the computer fight. <laughs> What if he got his robot involved? Oh, that's been redacted from the canon, I guess. <laughs> men, uh, you know, men will literally beat their meat rather than go into therapy. Indeed. Thank you, Rocky. I really need that pep talk. Also, please, can you be my second dad? <laughs> Relatable. You don't. You don't ask that. It just happens. You just you, you, you're in the neighborhood enough times, and you don't. You don't. You know. You don't ask Rocky if he's better than you. He'll he'll adopt you at some just point. Just call him a creepo and he'll bring you in. Exactly. <laughs> ask, just ask steps. Oh god. I love how Rocky Five just doesn't exist according to this movie. I love that too. <laughs> hard, hard relatable. <laughs> Imagine killing off Adrian, but leaving Polly. <laughs> it's it, it's it's realistic. We don't we don't choose you know the best people to stay alive. It is, you know it's a toss up. Mm-hmm. Woman cancer, you know. <laughs> Woman cancer. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he beat his meat again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no punctuation, which I appreciate for that, by the way. <laughs> Rocky heard Skip Bayless talk for five seconds and instantly got depressed. He's just like me. <laughs> for real, it's pre it's pretty crazy that like I've never watched any kind of sports TV and I instantly knew that voice and was like, ah oh, man. Fuck this. <laughs> Damn, horrible. Top ten dad movie of all time. It's about how it's about how hard you you know you uh you you keep on you keep on going. You know, you, it's not about how hard you hit. Like dad's everywhere, but like, hell yeah. This is when you're lighting that grill. 
<laughs> you gotta hit on. <laughs> it's not about it's not about you know the burgers you flip. It's how you get flipped and keep going. Exactly. <laughs> Classic Rocky movie. They even got Polly to still be racist. Mm. <laughs> Imagine if Polly having character development couldn't be me. Well, you don't. Nobody gets better as they. I mean, I, I yeah. I I think that's a much larger conversation that we we're not going to have in this show because we've already had enough. But uh, yeah. But it's just <laughs> I've seen it, it, it is funny. I mean his manager's even black, his supervisor or whatever when he uh you know, he's like, one of the good I ones. Do. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of uh you know I'm sure resentment from Mr. Foley there. <laughs> Rocky's veins in this movie look like ramen noodles. <laughs> well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> hey, at least he wasn't just on steroids like, like some dudes like yeah yeah no it's human growth hormones it's not steroids whatever when stallone releases his director's cut i want gritty added to the end credits montage (laughs) (laughs) i i I think that there should be a final rocky movie where he has to fight gritty (laughs) yeah but like he's like jumping through different timelines because like none of the timelines but then but then they have to team up they have to team up afterwards (laughs) that would that would be the that'd be the only way well like every rocky he fights gritty but then gritty wants to fight like uh you know another mascot like the phillies or not the phillies mascot like the you know a mascot for like the the pittsburgh pirates or something like gritty wants to fight another fucking uh you know pennsylvania mascot and he has to train gritty so like so it's like deadpool and cable (laughs) just like it anyway those are the letterbox one-liners for rocky balboa please follow the show that's uh mason rebel yell dixon always flacco uh nobody wants to box anymore uh over there uh representing for the show i am kona neutron at kona neutron uh hurting bomb builder all over the letterbox watching the highbrow the midbrow the populist fair criteria i know you have news settle down cosme balboa uh, and please follow me as well. Follow me along for the Criterion Challenge, if you dare, if you dare. A heavyweight champion of the world, a.k.a. the J. Andrew Variety, Rocky Five uh, Booster Club president is watching all the weirdest stuff, so you don't Rocky have to. Seven. Those are eyes. I thought those were estimation <laughs> points. Adrian's Revenge. Okay. <laughs> yes, Adrian's Revenge. Well, I appreciate you snap correcting me at the end of the bit where you're introducing you. It's real important. Uh, yes. So if you want to watch a bunch of crazy horse crap that nobody cares about andy's watching and then you can uh, follow along and uh maybe figure out if that's for you or not i don't know who am i to judge uh master of disaster ron purdy down there uncle ron he's uh he's all over letterbox as well you can follow him he's he's shadow boxing uh with all the great cinematic uh works uh and uh he's doing it for you folks he's doing it for young kids uh cosme about cosme apparently has news to break uh the duchess is on uh, letterbox, but only when she deigns to be, and uh, maybe we can lure her back on. Who knows? Uh, break your news, please. I know it's killing you. The Wisconsin Supreme Court is now four to three liberal versus conservative. What? Well, that my vote was wasted. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I wish Janet. we had. The, I wish we had our uh, all, Janet, all quiet the Western Front music ready. Oh, I uh, get that crap right. It's, going. Good, it's on my tablet. It's like charging across the room. Unfortunately, by the way, uh, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky V. It's not Rocky Five. It's Rocky V, and it's the birthing video. 
that uh of Adrian giving birth. <laughs> no, it's the birthing video of the woman that's working at Rocky's restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I told you push, about the olive oil. Yeah, oh, screw it. <laughs> oh, screw it. That ain't that ain't amnio fluid. That's olive oil. <laughs> fucking fucking breathe, breathe. Apparently, Sherry is uh, on Letterbox too. Follow follow up. Follow me, I mean, okay. And I'm at Uncle Ron on Letterbox because I'm, I, say, I, I believe in branding. I, I felt like my report was doing somebody's desk suddenly. Whoa, follow up. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to reach out. Yeah. Um, yeah my, get your T. Get your reports in by Monday. Exactly. My TPS reports are late yes. again. How am I uh, supposed to hand in something with your handwriting, <laughs> Neutron? So do you guys think Polly would... Uh, be like a frequent podcast guest on like certain uh right wing podcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He would have been on Ben Shapiro all the time. Yeah. Joe Rogan yeah. has and, well. and he would be and he would be like a Carl Pilkington sort of character and the fact that people would be on there mostly to like for him to be made the butt of the joke, but he would just be happy for the attention and like oh, yeah. Carl. Yeah. And also I, I could see him I could see him like blowing up in like uh fucking red pill circles though. Yeah, yeah, but he'd be like on something weird like like Man Cow or something. Oh, you'd be like, you'd be like, my sister, my sister was a bitch, but you know, Rock, Rocky was pretty cool. Jander World takes away the plugs, please, for the love yes. of fuck. Yes, <laughs> if you're watching us right now on YouTube, please do the YouTube things, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell, and uh, the big ask, uh, watch the video to the end. That helps uh, new movie, you know, movie fans find us, find our content. Who apparently and... sometimes tune into this show and are usually very surprised, I would imagine. Yes, especially <laughs> yeah, especially the way this episode went. Um, uh, but but uh, if you're watching us over on uh, Twitch, do the Twitch things. Uh, throw us a sub. If you have an Amazon Prime account, the big ask is uh, to um, uh, give us a sub through Amazon Prime. That doesn't cost you a penny, but that actually really does help us out. So thank you very much uh, for doing those things. Uh, we are all over social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if uh, that's your uh, poison of choice, Please find us there. Um, and uh, what's your poison? Facebook, olive oil, Instagram. <laughs> your bums, you gotta pick your poison. Pick your poison, your bums. Social media makes weakens legs. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, f- please. There find you go, us. indeed. Please follow. That was us. some. Um, that was some pitch. Pick your poison of the thing to follow us with. Yeah, that guy would have also. You know, the coach would have also been a hit on uh on on those red pill podcasts. You know what I mean? They're like, yes. <laughs> you don't have time for women. You got them in You fight better when you're dry. Clean your room. <laughs> Get back in your grandma's basement in your underwear and make that comment on that video. <laughs> <laughs> Because Mickey um, loves you. Yes. When I'm done with you, you're gonna podcast lightning and comment thunder. <laughs> you're a bum. You're a bum. You went to chats. You get no. You get no engagement. I'm gonna. I'm gonna change that for you. Type. 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 You got speed, greasy, fast Italian commenting speed. <laughs> and you know what you should do with that speed? Go over to Patreon and go to Movie Not Extravaganza and sign up there to get access to after parties. He turned into Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I'm asking you one more time for money for my Patreon, please. <laughs> Once again, asking you to join the Movie Night Extravaganza. Patreon.com slash Movie Night Extravaganza. 
Uh, every everyone head over there right now. I'm I'm once again asking for uh, Patreon uh, donations. Look, look here. I don't want to interrupt anybody, <laughs> but if you think I'm guilty, if you really think I'm guilty, go go subscribe to their Patreon. That's that's uh that's that's like Trump with his dentures out. I like it. <laughs> and his hair off. <laughs> Uh, wow, I had, a, I had a thing. It's way gone now. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> go yeah. to Andy. Yeah. I have Trump notes always. because I'd be lost at this point. Um, Just like the audience. Keep going. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, big thing with the Patreon. You sign up, you get access to our after parties, um, which are briefly live, uh, you know, for you for free. But then they live forever on our Patreon. So there you go. We, have, we haven't sense. done one in a few Probably weeks, not, but... but we'll go with it. We'll uh, we'll we'll be back doing them, doing them real soon. I feel like I feel like y'all did the after party during this episode, frankly. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> that, maybe that's me. Yeah, I think I think there were definitely. Yeah, we, we need to edit that aspects out. of an after party. Yeah, we need yes. we need to get it out of our system. It would appear we the yes. royal we. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> wee wee. But Conan, you have uh, yes. you have some stuff coming up. Uh, you you uh, just uh, were Usually in studio, do. but you you can still get yeah. uh, um dangerous nomenclature. At uh, yep. neutronfriends.bandcamp.com. That's true. Which is exciting. That's true. You can um, do that. You can do that. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it is. Uh, you know, it, it is. It is happens to be Easter, and uh, what better way to celebrate? It's Easter? a great Easter gift. Do people give Easter yeah. gifts? I don't think they do. Yeah, hide it with your eggs. I guess I don't know. <laughs> My grandma used yes. to buy me Easter presents. Hey, Easter yeah. albums. And there you go. Oh, yeah, sure and uh, yeah, and while you're doing that, you know, get some catawall tickets. Put in those eggs. Yep. Wow. Okay. That's yeah, that, that'd, that'd be some surprise. Caterwaul. Yeah. What's that? Tickets, <laughs> well, honey, it's called eggs. noise rock. You know, tickets week in eggs. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a there's a bunch of guests there, including um, uh, Joe Cannon is going to be doing uh, several sets uh, with. Uh, uh, I know he's with uh, Secret Friends. Play, uh, yeah, he also play. plays in Action Chief, which is yep. a band that I play in that I play guitar in. And um, he's also in Resurrectionists, and Resurrectionists yes. are great. And their album just They're went, fantastic. Uh, yes. Monday, as of Monday, uh, at the time of this airing, it is available on all the uh, other things that are not Bandcamp, too, that people enjoy. And you can get a record and a CD of it. It's a great, great band. Yeah, no, it's a great album, and, and y'all should definitely check it, you know, get, get a copy and go to Catterwall and see them live. If you like Murder uh, by Death, you'll like them. Yeah, Joe was on uh, Ron show, uh, uh, live show, couple, couple, couple a year ago. Back. Couple a year ago. <laughs> I almost said. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was like three waves back, right? Yeah. Well, I was with the doctor today, and he, and he told me that today was supposed to be the day that we were all supposed to take our masks off in the hospital. Um, but apparently, That's... the transmission rate is uh, back up again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a holiday I do not observe. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, yeah, buy but, but, uh, Yeah, you know, <laughs> I guess. Uh, sure. So, so yeah, look for our Wings of Desire episode if you if you want to know more about uh, this. And uh, but but also check out everybody who's going to be at uh, Catterwall. Yep. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, Joe that? Cannon and uh, John from Resurrectionists are going to be on Protonic this week too. So. Oh, exciting! And, and, and complete, uh, <laughs> complete cross pollination world, but yeah, pollinate those crosses. Exactly. How do you think Jesus came back to life? <laughs> <laughs> it's my firm belief that Jesus faked his death for the insurance money. 
<laughs> but then again, everything I know about <laughs> Jesus, I learned from the last temptation of Christ. So I, I think that uh, Jesus is hanging out with Tupac right now in that island. So the t- <laughs> just Biggie and Jesus and Tupac. And no, Biggie's, Biggie's dead. Biggie's dead, but Tupac's still alive, and him and Jesus are enjoying their time on Epstein's Island. Yes. Well, so where's Elvis? The Christ by purchasing Conan's music. In a terrible movie, apparently. What? Nothing? Okay. I thought this is a movie show. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, you can subscribe to Protonic Reversal, and also there's a Patreon to dollar a month, Bernie Sanders style. So people should probably do that. As well, as yeah, and you get access to this announced. to this great interview uh, early. The the, yes. the joke, can't. yes, and Medicare for all coming up. <laughs> all right, we'll see where it takes us. <laughs> yes, and, and Christina has a uh, great um, Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're gonna that read sounded erotic. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna be reading all sixteen pages of the Trump indictment papers. So apparently, wow. there's a there's a love child involved, which we knew, but it just confirmed it. My sister's like, I don't think that's true. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to read the document, sis. It, 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 Look, it's a, written in crayon. Yeah. <laughs> and the R's are backwards. Yeah. And also, we're going to watch the Barbie trailer. <laughs> Barbie yeah. movie coming out. Margaret Robbie's flop era is over. Let's Anna Gerwig, go. Uh, I don't think I've seen her miss yet. She's uh, very consistent. Yes, my wife is excited about this movie, so yeah, let's go, Barbie. There you go, yeah, (laughs) let's go, Barbie, just like let's go, Brandon. Yes, yeah, for real, (laughs) Joe Barbie, (laughs) (laughs) getting that stimulus package if you know what I mean. I've been posting memes left and right, and there's one of and was a was a smooth dude, and he ran. (laughs) <laughs> kids have had their fun from drive kids have had their right. fun already now it's real men's <laughs> good it's good light them up light them up folks and if you like this you know please buy christina a coffee uh go, yeah. go to coffee.com if you like this what this conversation what are you talking about <laughs> like the barbie movie. <laughs> if you, if you like, like the me, barbie guys movie, go uh go go buy christina a coffee and uh that coffee might be her barbie ticket and yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Waiting yeah. for some cosplay office to drop because I got ideas. Oh no. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the reaction. <laughs> you know, cosplay is Trump. <laughs> I already I already did. I don't get I don't know if you've ever seen the video I did where I dressed oh, up God, like Trump. I should have put um, I needed a I should have used Dream Map Moose Foundation tonight. I can't believe they still sell that. That's the stuff that he uses on his face. Like it's so thick and cakey that he uses like he, he's like as if he hasn't left 2006 when it comes to his makeup. Literally. 2006, well, the year Rocky Balboa came out. Yeah. Uh, you know, for 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 audiences. Uh <laughs> like to point out BJ is for BJ. If you can prove that you voted for Brandon Johnson for mayor of Chicago, I will give you head. It's as simple as that. Fuck Paul Fallis. Yeah. Negative. I I did not commit voter fraud. <laughs> I actually did a Trump video where I was dressed up like Trump and I read the uh lyrics to wet ass pussy. There's some holes in this house. They call it a wet ass pussy. Have you heard of this? Yeah. <laughs> more and more people are talking about the wet ass pussy. 
Um, Uncle Ron, so, he, on, on that note, more and, people, more and more people are talking about the plugs and if they may eventually be over. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I think we got one more to go through because we got we got to plug Ron stuff. He's got he's got a podcast. Moving. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah. I do. Ugh, let me stretch. Okay. So, um, becoming undead three is out. Um, uh, yes. we just had the premiere of that a week or two. I think it was a week ago, and uh, that's on my YouTube channel. And uh, I have two different comic books coming out. Uh, they're both at the artists right now. We're waiting on that. And uh, what else do I have going on? Yeah. I'm, oh, and um, I wrote a segment for a movie that's being filmed right now called Body Count. Um, and it's the most violent segment in the film. Uh, I'll just say that somebody does get drawn and quartered. Um, nice. Because when I kill somebody, I want it to be straight out of 1580. Um, so <laughs> it Roblox. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just check that out. And uh, you a man that can do both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and when you're at my YouTube channel, check out all my other stuff and hit the subscribe button. I'm trying to get to a thousand. Uh, I'm at 629, so I know I'll never make it by my birthday, but before June, maybe? Maybe? Let's try to, yeah, go, go over there and like the channel right now, everybody. Yeah, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm actually working on a video right now talking about why shrinking is the best show on television. You know, I've seen three episodes of it, and I uh, quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I just finished catching up on Ted Lasso, and I really enjoyed that, believe it or not. I didn't think I would, because I'm not... Big in soccer. Off, uh, this episode growing. brought to you by Apple TV Plus, apparently. Yeah. I'm waiting for the uh, the spinoff, Growing. Yeah. Honey, I grew the kids. It, it all depends on the temperature of the water. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Ron, we need some, uh, you know, some final thoughts. Anything you, we didn't get to or uh, we wanted to bring up or, I mean, we talked about uh, everything i think we 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 said it all i think i think rocky is just a simple character with a lot of love in his heart who was given a bum rap early on in life didn't wouldn't have cared if he ever won the world title as long as he had adrian he couldn't do anything without her uh i think he also forgot what his child's name was because he never called him robert he always called him kid <laughs> if you notice um yep. But I think that he kind of, you know, everybody has, I don't know if everybody does, but a lot of people have this notion of the American dream and being the underdog and fighting back from the crap and, and becoming something. And uh, that kind of happened in this movie. And it, it's why it's so in, in, well, all the movies actually, but that's why I think the character is so endearing. And uh Yeah. And I like how this all started because I just I was looking for Rocky Balboa at a stream and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I finally found it. I was so happy. And all I did was post on Facebook. Rocky, Rocky Balboa was a fantastic movie. That's all I posted. And then all of a sudden, here we are. <laughs> Dreams do come true. The see right there. Proof. That's the American dream. You, Damn you it. know, next thing you know, you post the status. You're on a small time podcast. Um. <laughs> with, with, with big time nonsense. Yes. <laughs> Christina. Final thoughts. This is a good redemption story. A really good comeback, if you will, from that fifth film that does not exist. Um, <laughs> it's probably my favorite of all the Rocky films, to be honest. Mm. 
And I really think Sylvester Stallone fucking killed it with, you know, everything. You, he's so meticulous. He takes it seriously. Like, you could, like if it were anyone else, I don't even think they would actually, it would have not been executed properly. You can tell he cares about the character. He cares about the story. He cares about whether or not the boxing has to be accurate. So I say, when it comes to how many Adrians, this is like a 12. Nice. Nice. Uh, Andy? Uh, one of the things I, I don't think we really talked about is that this is also a love letter to Philadelphia. Philadelphia yeah. is a beautiful city um, with and beautiful people running in. Uh, and I, <laughs> um, I, I've always enjoyed my time in Philadelphia. Um, I, I think it kind of captures the 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 energy, uh, like you know, walking down the street and seeing a woman hop out of the car and yell at somebody, "I'm going to cut you the fuck up." Um, you know, it's just it's it's Philly, and I, I love it. Heart wrenching. Yes, I really, I really, no, I really, um, I, I think, I think this is, this is a great love letter to the city, uh, because, you know, it, it does kind of capture, you know, the people, because like we see, we see New Yorkers all the time, like, like New Yorkers and mm. like every movie, you know, you got, you got your, you got your Godfather. They're walking here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, saw, like, like, I saw, um, our perpetual lady of New York, uh, like the, that was a statue I saw today in front of a church when I was biking. And my first thought was, Hey, she's praying here. <laughs> well, if she's a if she's a professional lady, that might mean you know. That no, she's, it's our It was like oh, like, I was going like our professional our, lady of our, New York. Hey, I'm hooking here. <laughs> to to be fair, I thought it, he said professional too. No, it's an our perpetual uh, lady of New York, and it was like one of those like Virgin Mary statues, and I you know, and it was like but this. not 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 Lady Liberty. <laughs> lady Liberty is the perpetual lady of New York. Let me tell you. Um, but, he never sleeps. Yeah, no. It, that, this is this is truly a, a great little love letter to to Philly. But I uh, and I always wish like like it had more of Philly in it than just one neighborhood. But you know, whatever. That's fine. You know, this that's, movie needs more Philly. I, I I mean like like you know you got you got the steps of the uh, the art museum. Uh, you know, which I, I think in five oh, like, really uh, has my favorite line where he's like, I I just found out there's art there. I didn't know. I just went up the stairs, hmm. which is just like the goofiest line ever. But cue Elton John. Th thank God you fit it in in this show. <laughs> but but uh, no, uh, you know Philadelphia is a great city, um, and that museum is great too. I actually uh, cried at a Rembrandt exhibit because uh, it was beautiful, and uh, I, I never really got to see Rembrandt stuff in person. <laughs> I uh, I finally got to I finally got to go there um, when I went to the TMBS live show in Philly. Yeah, and they're yeah. unionized there now. Nice. You know, yeah, the workers unionized uh, recently. So you know, solidarity uh, with the with the uh, uh, you know the Museum of uh, Philadelphia. Rocky would have solidarity with them. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get the pitches, but uh, I'm so glad you guys unionized. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Conan, final thoughts. All right. Yeah. So uh, you know, much like. Christina, uh, when this first came out, I was pretty blown away. I mean, at the time, I think I might have even said I like it better than the original. I think, in retrospect, that might be crazy talk, but it, it's uh, it's darn close. It's very good. I think that the whole premise is very thick enough to keep everything moving forward. I think with an inch less attention or in the hands of somebody that doesn't so clearly believe in the message, I don't think it works. And it's a good message. You know, yeah, you you. Again, we barely talked about uh, Mason, the line, Dixon, uh, but he has no heart, right? That's that's the big thing. That's the reason why everyone like dislikes him. He, ha he has no heart. 
to what he does. And Rocky is all heart. And that's one of the reasons why that character works and so endearing. And I'm glad he got it. There's a capstone on the franchise that's uh, so poignant and, and works so well. And again, that's not counting him coming back as a supporting character in Creed. That's a different, uh, different role. That's a different situation. Uh, I think that there's a lot here, as I said, at the jump for people that are not just in sports, but just are persevering and whatever it is they do, be it creative exploits or things along those lines. Um, and I think that the, the centerpiece of the entire movie is that, you know, it ain't how hard you hit. It's how hard you can get hit. Keep moving forward. It's about how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's, 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 that's all there. That's, that's a great message. And it's a great way to capstone something that's literally about the triumph of, uh, of perseverance. Triumph yeah. of will. <laughs> I was specifically trying not to say that phrase for what I could only assume is obvious reasons. But well, then I'll say it and I'll look cliche. Yeah, yeah. It's good. good. Um, yeah. Polly over here is uh, good, wants to talk about triumph of the will. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think that the base of the Lion Dixon uh, character, like, I remember that they used to say similar stuff about, um, like, Floyd Mayweather, right? Like, yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, after the, the Pacquiao fight and stuff, they're like, well, he's never really you know, fought somebody like real, like it, it's, it's not like it used to be where, you know, you have these greats fighting each other. And I feel like that's a perpetual thing that happens, but also like, yeah, like uh, in, in the days of uh, in modern, of sports, modern yeah. sports, especially, I think, and that's something where it's very easy for someone to become a celebrity without actually having much of a personality yeah. and much, much like not be, instead of like being like, Oh, this is, uh, this is someone who's embodying an un underrepresented part of humanity it's more just like oh this guy's just a celebrities and he's known for being good at boxing okay and I, I think uh in some ways muhammad ali was like the you know the template for a lot of boxers sure. in the way that he kind of shit talks and uh like his personality a lot of times i mean Muhammad ali was a very complicated individual and but like the the part that, pe that people have taken out of it is like that uh you know that shit talking persona that he had um yeah you know before fights yeah <laughs> But it feels like that gets, uh, you know, more and more like as the, the trash talk without the context of why he was doing the trash talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll be back. We'll be back next week with Matthew Film Guy. Uh, also, know. I just looked up what Triumph of the Will was, and I feel so fucking stupid because I had no idea what that was. <laughs> so now I now I really feel dumb, like really fucking dumb. All right. Well, now See, we'll, you're fine. We'll you're fine, Ron. Like you know, fine, we'll forget about it. We're, we're going to be back next week and everything. You know, it was a long movie night, nice, extravaganza. Mm -hmm.